This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Get ready, Seventy-seven, the penultimate episode of the Year in Review series, uh, the second to last one you'll hear, the last one I'm recording. As it worked out, the recording schedule ended up different than the, um, you know, than the playback schedule. But that means we're at the end of the journey for me, almost the end of the journey for you. I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've been following along. Um, if you haven't been listening by now, we're basically just going to cover the promotion's entire year. Um, everything that happened, you know, all the major happenings, go over our award picks and then answer your questions. Uh, this week is DDT, the Dramatic Dream Team. I'm joined by two returning guests, um, the two most prolific guests in Omakase history, actually. Hi, Jesse. Hi. How you been? Well, the Saints just wrapped up home field advantage in the playoffs, so I'm doing really good. <laughs> doesn't mean i don't know that that's you don't know good. what any okay. of that means but it's <laughs> they want they they they're gonna play on it they play in the it's like nothing for the entire nfl playoffs until they make the super bowl right but that, so that's a big deal in the nfl because it means like like home ice means nothing in the nhl now it's a very big deal okay so that's cool but i'm happy you're happy jesse i don't have a football team so hope saints can go all the way uh taylor what's up hey uh not much how's it uh, how's everyone out there in the listener universe they, they can't they, they can't, can't respond, respond. <laughs> i know 
Look, I've been on here 11 times. What am I going to say every time you introduce me? I don't have some original, you know, comment every time. I don't, what's been going on in your life, Taylor? Aren't you like in Cleveland or something? I am in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio at my parents' house. See, um, that's something different. Yes. Uh, I watched the Browns win today, although they will not be going to the playoffs. Um, <laughs> See, I don't know anything about football, and that's still not a surprise for <laughs> somehow. But um, but excited to talk about uh, some DDT. Yeah, dramatic dream team. Uh, we're recording this a, a couple days before Christmas. Um, I'm planning to put this up the day after Christmas, so it'll be. Hope everybody listening had a Merry Christmas when they when they listen to this. Um, of course, the Omakase schedule, like I said, this week is DDT. Next week will be New Japan. Then we're done with the year in review series. But DDT this week, and I'm, you know, very excited to get into it. Obviously, a promotion that I enjoyed a lot this year. If we're talking strictly main DDT main roster, I I probably didn't enjoy it quite as much as uh, 2017. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but everything up until, I mean, the, the two big shows were really good. Month to month, I think it was one of their weaker years just because the Erie rain really kind of dragged on. It wasn't very good, but that's, you know, with all that said, they were still my favorite promotion this year. I mean, they still, you know, there's still so much good stuff and they still recovered really well in the end of the year with the, you know, with the title changes and everything that, um, you know, I ended up pretty happy with where they ended up at the end. What do you think, Jesse? Uh, it was kind of a mixed bag year. Uh, I think in some ways they had a really good year. With the addition of a weekly show, I think they got a lot of people excited about the product, but I don't think Erie had the best title reign. Uh, they had a couple injuries here and there that derailed a few things that they were doing. Uh, kind of weird that they did two once-a-year multi-man tournaments, the same one in the same <laughs> year. That's a little strange. Um I think maybe just a little bit of growing pains as a company in terms of working with cyber agent and trying new things out. Yeah. And like the, the weekly show is an interesting point too, because like, I think you've made this point on Twitter a bunch of times, like Erie was champion, but he was like barely a focus of the Maji Manji shows when he was champion. Is that fair to say? To be fair to him. Although sometimes that's very hard. Uh, the focus of, the shows to begin with was supposed to be on the younger guys in the company, right. which is why they had the tournament. But Umeda, of course, had more injury problems, and so I think they kind of shifted focus to Mao at the end. Um, Taylor, what do you think of their year overall, like from a very macro standpoint? I mean, I agree with kind of what's already been said. I felt like from about the time that Strong Hearts showed up, um, to the end of the year was very strong because I think that was around the time that Erie lost the title. Yeah. Um, so I think that happened. Strong hearts show strong hearts showed up and I think the end, the back half of the year was really strong, but, and you know, I was on this show a couple of times talking about it. I think the Erie rain hurt the top of the card um, and I do agree with Jesse that I think some of it was DDT is very willing to try out new things. Um, as we saw with a weekly TV show. And even sometimes you look at the way that they present the product um, in their broadcasts, you know, 
uh, last month they had the show where they were talking about, oh, this person has, you know, power eight, you know, technique eight, and their special ability is this, you know, which was a totally new and interesting thing that I really liked. But I think they're a company that is willing to try things out. And sometimes those things don't work and sometimes they do. Um, so yeah, I think it was an up and down year, but I think they ended very strongly at the end of 2018 and it gives, um, there's a lot of good things going on to go into 2019 with. Yeah. So of course you, we all mentioned Manji Manji that did come to an end, but they're bringing it back as a monthly thing now on Manji Manji special, which the first one will be, I believe January 3rd. Um, so that'll be interesting. It'll be, so we'll, we'll sort of be in between where we were before Manji Manji, where, um, you know, it was like just the big monthly Corrigan and then whatever little random other shows and, you know, the big shows. But, you know, now this year it was the monthly Corrigan and the weekly Manji Manji and the other shows, which almost felt like a little bit, you know, I think the one downside to Manji Manji is maybe it took away some of the bigger matches from the Corrigan sometimes or made the Corrigan's feel like not such a big deal, which might've, um, you know, hurt the promotion a little bit for me. Cause I really, I think last year, especially the last couple of years, they've, they've had like the best monthly Corrigan's of any company. And this year I think it's, you know, they, it picked up again in the second half of the first half of the year, you know, the monthly Corrigan's weren't quite as good. And I think that's, you know, that also has a lot to do with the guy on top at the time, but you know, now we'll be going to more of an in-between situation where, you know, you have your monthly Corican and you'll have this other monthly show. Have they said, like, the, the Maji Maji special, they have not said that it's going to be at Corican every month, right? I know it is the first month. No, I don't think so. So they could be, like, you know, in different venues if they want to do it. But I guess we'll have to see, you know, how it goes. We, you know, the card for January 3rd just looks like another, like, typical DDG Corican card. Um, it looks actually bigger than the December 30th Corican. Um, so we'll see how that, how the next, how, how like the monthly Maji Maji special and the monthly Corrigans like coexist next year, but it might end up being a better, a better fit for them than the weekly shows were. But, um, I don't know, Jesse, do you have any thoughts on what the schedule might look like next year? No, because <laughs> I didn't think the schedule would look like it did this year. So, I mean, you just never really know, uh, as was said, they, they try out new and different things a lot. They're not really not afraid to do that. And they're in a position that they can do it. Um, I'm actually kind of interested if maybe Tokyo Joshi gets some kind of special show as well. Mm. Yeah, because they had a... I mean, we're not going to talk a ton about them here because we did talk about them in the Joshi episode. But, like, in in my Omakaze, like, awards voting, like, a big part... Well, not, well what took DT from being, like, maybe a shaky number one, like really competing for it with Noah to being like my clear cut. Number one is the fact that Tokyo Joshi pro counts too. Cause that, that company had a great year and obviously having, you know, them in the same boat as DDT, you know, being able to bring the, bring those stars up. Like we saw at Maki Ito being used a lot in DDT this year. That's a huge boot for them. And, you know, as long as that promotion continues being really good, that'll help them going forward. Um, okay, so let's get into some chron- chronological stuff here. Um, Do the first one, I don't know if we have to go into a ton of detail. We Jesse and I did like a pretty detailed review of it um, 
all the way back in January. If you want to go back in the archive, you can check that out. Um, it was a really good tournament, though. I mean, a very good tournament. I think pretty, you know, not a hot take, I don't think, to say it was a better D. It was better than the second DO. I don't think anyone would disagree with that, right? No, not even close. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the first DO had Shuji Shikawa, so that's really all it comes down to. I mean, Jiro was awesome in it, too. Um, you know, Bailey, Endo, Sasaki... You know, even Joey Ryan wasn't really that bad. I mean, it was a, it was an awesome, Higuchi had a great tournament. Just an awesome, awesome tournament. One of my favorites the entire year. So if you missed the first DO, because there's two of them, it's very confusing. There's a DO 2018 that took place in January and a DO 2019 that took place in December. The 2018 one is the one you want to really watch. And there's a lot of highlights to it. Uh, Jesse, what was like your favorite, your favorite part of the DO? Ishikawa and Sasaki. Yes, that's that would be mine too. Was incredible. It felt like it was just like a payoff for like anyone who was really invested in their story. So, uh, Taylor, yeah, what was your favorite part? Uh, my favorite match was uh, Bailey and Ishikawa, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll probably talk about it later when we get to the awards. I thought Mike Bailey had a really great year. Um. So, and that really, I think that happened like on January, yeah, January 5th. So that was really the very beginning of the year. And I thought that was very indicative. Uh, I really thought the match was great and it was kind of the beginning of a good year for him. Um, so I really loved that match, but I really loved the whole thing. I mean, as you mentioned, I even enjoyed watching the Joey Ryan matches in the tournament. So to me, that's a sign when the person that I was probably looking forward to the least. I was still enjoying those matches. That to me is a sign of a really strong tournament. Um, the thing I remember about Joey Ryan is, do, do you remember that the show where like he kept trying to ask about the door? <laughs> the door. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite moment. I think from Joey Ryan this, I mean, by far the funniest thing he's ever done in his career. I think Just he had not. that, he had that match with Takashita where Takashita took like two or three, Big unnecessary bumps. I remember <laughs> he like he like landed on his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the freaking penis throw, or whatever. I was like, buddy, calm down. Yeah, I think we talked a lot about that on the Dio episode because it was like, uh, you need to calm down there, buddy. Um, but yeah, so Shuji Takao ended up winning the Dio. He beat Harashima on January twenty eighth in at Corican Hall. Um, that one's not going to make my match of the year list or anything, but it was still a very good final. So, um, seeing if there's anything else here before judgment. Um, not really. So let's go. Well, into the fight at Corican. I remember that being like a weird and not great uh, Corican show. It's kind, kind of, of a food. theme for the year. Yeah. A weird, not great Corican. <laughs> I mean, I remember being excited for Marafuji and Higuchi and that just not being anything. So. Oh, DNA is still going at this point. I totally forgot about that. Because we lose DNA during the year. Uh, so let's see. So we keep going to... Oh, well, the Saki, produce, Saki Kai produces before Judgment. That show is one of my favorite shows of the year. If you completely like just skipped over it because you know it's this weird show produced by Saki Akai, definitely go back and watch that. I mean, it has the, the Aja Kong face paint battle rumble, which is with like the real Ajakong commentary while they're all making fun of her. 
and then she just like kind of storms the ring and like just kills everybody. It's still that's one of my favorite things of the year. And then another one of my favorite things of the year, Sasaki and Endo against uh, DJ Nira and Shun Kasai in the champagne match, where Sasaki like every time they go for a pan and, and someone would kick out, they have to drink champagne. And Sasaki wanted to keep drinking, and Endo, of course, Sasaki wanted to keep drinking, and Endo did not. So their interactions like got increasingly funny. Uh, but yeah, those two matches especially, but definitely check out that whole show. Does anyone have any memories of the Saki Akai produce? I miss Saki-sama I so much. <laughs> she needs to come back from France. She's a big miss in Tokyo Yoshi. I know. It's really... It's not been the same since she's gone, honestly. But... Um, but then we get to Judgment. A, a very good show. Um... I, I would say of the two Sumo Hall shows, this is the weaker one, but that doesn't mean it's bad. I th- still think it's a really good show with a lot of stuff I really like. Uh, Taylor, what do you what do you remember about Judgment? Uh, I really liked the main events. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked a lot of I liked the tag team title match. I liked uh, the Ikamen Jiro match with Super Sasadango Machine. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Um, which then was later kind of followed up on at Peter Pan because they introduced the, um, the trap. Yeah. The golden bear trap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really, um, strong card, um, up and down. As I said, I really loved the main event. It's in my top five matches of the year. Um, and I really thought that, I think this is the point where I thought that the, tag title scene got uh this match was good and i thought that that continued throughout the year i thought the tag title scene in ddt this year was really strong and i think this was the first event where i was like oh this match is great and then there was a string of really great tag title matches yeah like, well, all, in, like all in a row yeah like on manji manji and stuff yeah 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 so, so. yeah i really like the show yeah and there's a six man, the six man tag title match. I know you like that a lot, Jesse. I also like that one a lot with uh, Takeda Umeda and Ureno winning. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, I think that was one of the first matches where a lot of people that really don't watch DNA or wasn't watching before then really got a chance to see Kotsu Umeda. He had been out injured for over a year, hurting his knee for the second time, actually. And so I think just seeing him go against his dad's essentially Doji was awesome and just seeing some younger guys in the company really step up in the spotlight yeah i want to mention too i don't know if you guys have seen the noah show that just aired but Omeda was on that show and he was awesome so because he is awesome yeah so he was really good in that show um, Omeda is so different than like 90 percent of the young guys that you see in japan right now He's yeah a, a big throwback um, this also has one of my favorite matches of the year, the Neo Bishiki Goon versus Maki Ito, Yashita, and Mizuki match. This is the Yoshiko Sama teddy bear match, which um, I showed it like on a, a couple anime cons during one of my pro wrestling panels, and like that got by far the biggest reaction of anything I showed. Like people loved this fucking teddy bear. So, um, but yeah, that was one of my highlights of the show. Just an up and down, really, really good show. I mean, really. You know, 
nothing really to complain about. I mean, great, great mood is here, which is really funny. And I like really weird and oh, funny. Was that the match where he lied about the, the moonsault? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said he wasn't going to do it and then just did it. It was the last one for the great mood. And then like a couple, what, am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah, you're thinking the right thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you are because they had the Wrestle One show where he no. said it would be his last moonsault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Mona, okay? I don't know what people are expecting. I mean, we um, got false advertising with the great homo, too, so just a <laughs> continuous string of lies about mm-hmm. this. <laughs> um, after that, of course, after the main event with Takashita beating Ishikawa. This is where Irie walks out. And Jesse, do you want to, you? I think you're the best person to tell this whole story. Tell the Irie story. Again? Yeah, come on. Well, we got people probably who haven't paid attention to DT all year. Explain this whole Irie thing to them. I guess I can try to do a condensed version. Yeah. Irie uh, had said on Twitter that he would be leaving to take some dates overseas, but I think as anyone who uses Google or the internet found out, he wasn't working anywhere doing anything. And uh, Akito had put a blog post out saying some rather not, not nice things about Irie and that he kind of abandoned DDT in a way. And everyone was kind of wondering, when he, when is he coming back? And to the dismay of some and to the joy of others, he comes back at judgment and he starts a little feud with Takashida, which leads us into... The next show after, which was April Pool, which was a pretty dire show. Yeah, this is maybe I, the worst show of the year. year. Yeah. In a match <laughs> where uh, two people that you thought would really hate each other turned into just a weird extended squash match for Irie to set up his title challenge. And I think there was a, there was a lot of like, oh, God, is Irie really going to be the one to beat Takashita feeling like around this whole thing? And unfortunately, I think we Spoiler, all know. Spoiler, he was. Yeah, we all know what the answer that ended up being. Taylor, what was your feeling on all this eerie stuff as it was unfolding? Well, I've never been a, I've never been a huge fan of him. Not that I didn't like him, but he always felt probably somewhere in the middle in terms of DDT for me. Yeah, same. Thing. And I did feel like it was a march to giving him the title. Like, I felt like, okay, we're not going to go through this whole rigmarole if he's not winning the title at the end of this. Um, So to me, it just felt like, oh, he's going to win. You know, I really love Takashida. I think he's great. So I liked him as champion, and I was hoping that the person who would beat him would be someone where I would be like, oh, yeah, you know, he really earned it. He's really great. They, you know... They had a great match, and with Irie coming back, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be him." Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind I of shrug in a way, you know, like, "Oh, okay, that's the way they're going." I guess. I didn't feel quite as certain that Irie was going to win it. I was like, "Well, this could be a big build up to give like Takashita a really big defense before he loses it because he had been champion for a long time at this point, like a full year, over a year." Yeah. So, I mean, I was still holding out hope for Endo or something, but like. I just I'm holding out hope for Indo. What are you talking? About? <laughs> well, at the time, I mean, and it's like, okay, well, please just let it be somebody because I I don't we have like a we have a panel a very anti Irie panel here, so I feel like we should have gotten like Teddy or somebody who loves Irie, but well, I, <laughs> fans like him. 
I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't that, but that that was part of the problem. He comes back and he's supposed to kind of be a heel, and yeah. everyone's cheering for him, and he says stuff, but then he's like hugging people after the match. He's crying before he wins the belt. It it's it was just weird. The whole yeah, thing the whole, was so weird. It felt like he, they he felt like they wanted him to be a heel, but he did not want to be a heel. It felt like he was fucking sting sting fighting them on it or something, you know. But it's very weird, like you're saying. Yeah, and then uh, we well we talked about it on this show that they gave him the group that was also <laughs> it was like here's a group of people who might be heels but maybe not the juggalo so, pro wrestling group yeah. <laughs> uh, and it took them like juggalo eight months to get it it took like eight months to get them to get a name it was it and was then really he left yeah and then he left yeah they finally got a name and they left like a month later they didn't even get a t-shirt yeah wait i think they did did they or, i don't know did no, they? I don't I don't, think I don't, they did yeah i don't think they did Poor renegades, but but yeah. So he ends up with this group of guys that are just like, you know, all these random foreigners. Uh, but look, it got us Jason the Gift Kincaid in DDT, so that's a win. A true gift. <laughs> a true gift indeed. Uh, so Maji Maji starts up here at the Maji Maji tournament, which, as we mentioned earlier, is won by Kota Imeda. Maji Maji also gives us the great tweet with the guy complaining <laughs> about the Buddhist. Symbol. <laughs> you remember that or no? Yes. <laughs> Some guys like I don't care if it's a totally different meaning in Japan. Ugh. <laughs> that was just I love the internet. It's so funny. I'm um, pretty sure the symbols actually face in a different way as well. Yeah, they 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 actually don't look that alike. Really, like you really have to be stretching things to say you're confusing it with like a Nazi. Swastika. But, I mean, I you know. get it why you would think that. I, t- I get it, but I do believe that the symbol they use is reversed. Yeah, not, it's a Buddhist. One. Yeah, it's a Buddhist symbol, so I don't, know, I don't know what to tell you. It's like complaining about the cross because, I don't know, that was the, in the Iron Cross. Uh, Max Bump 2018. That's April 29th at Corican Hall. Uh, that's the show where Irie wins the title. Uh, also features Harashima beating Yuko Miyamoto in a DDT Extreme title normal rules match, which is still funny. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we I think we talked, we, we already kind of talked about this, but pretty disappointing match for Iria winning the title, which didn't help. Like one of the weaker ones of Takashita's reign. Um, any other thoughts on Max Bump, Jesse? Uh, the Goshi Ozaki and Kodo Omeda match is really good. Yeah, it's a good, really good eight and a half minute match. But um, otherwise, yeah. I thought I remember the Harashima and Miyamoto match being a little disappointing. I thought it was going to be better than what it was. Yeah, same, same. I love both guys. So, is this the match, or is this the show before all of um, Ultimo Dragon's cousins debuted? Was that this I, show? Uh, I yes, it's the loser exile overseas match. So I think because Harada lost. Yeah, Harada lost. Yeah, so we start getting the Ultimo cousins soon. So it looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, just a, a weird, like, kind of eh show, like a lot of the Corkins in this part of the year. Um, not a lot else really standing out here. I mean, Jay, I, we've got to mention, too, with the Renegades, the other Native member is uh, Mizuki Watase, who just spends the entire year wrestling in a suit for some reason, which he never explained why he did that, right? Like, there was never... 
I think the reasoning was he was supposed to be like the bodyguard. Okay. That was not. So, I, I don't know if that's true <laughs> or not. Okay. I just remember reading something about it. So I mean, we're going to go with it. The only thing he ever really said, as far as I know, about why he wanted to team Eerie is because he said it, he thought it looked interesting or something. So it was very, very weird, the whole thing. Um, I mean, Watase had nothing going on because he was, you know, the last big angle he was really involved in was, you know, um, all the stuff about wanting to get married, right? That was that was about it. Did he do anything after that? He had some cool matches in DNA with uh, Kanemoto. Yeah, but that was it, right? Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. For him on the main roster. So, I mean, the last, the last time we saw him, we saw him as, like, the boyfriend. So I guess he had to do something a little bit different to, um, you know, to, to stand out again. But it was a little bit of a weird one. Um, let's see. Manji Manji, I remember, had the Ryuji Ito and Kota Emeida uh, try- hardcore match. I remember that being pretty good. Um, keep going here. Audience 2018, Corican. Uh This is, I don't know, UAA Ishii. I remember that being a pretty good match. Um but not not great or anything. And I remember the crowd being like weirdly dead for it, which, you know, kind of ended up hurting it. But it definitely, uh, it definitely hurt, you know, that entire reign. But the, this is also the day, this, this is the show where we have the three dragons, uh, Takitimo <laughs> Dragon, Hirotimo Dragon, and Rihotimo Dragon. Of course, it's Riho, uh, team with Washi. That was awesome. Um, any the thoughts on Separados dubbed theme that they got Harada <laughs> to sing was so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Harada is turning out to be like this great singer is like the weirdest thing of all time. But and I think <laughs> on the Manji Manji before this show is the one where Takao turns on Harashima and joins Damnation. Oh, yep, you're right. You're right. I totally skipped over that. So, Soma Takao, after how many years with, with Harashima? It was like two and a half years, right? Or like a year uh, and a half or something? It was, like, a, it was I don't, Yeah, well, I don't think it was like two and a half years. Okay, like a year, maybe. A year and yeah. a half. Okay. So, you I know, think he joined after uh, Arano left. left. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a cool little turn, I guess. And, you know, like, Soma, Soma's one of these dudes who, like, he was really just there for me as a baby face, but as a heel, he actually has, like, quite a bit of charisma. It's very, like, sort of, like, being, like, aloof or whatever is very easy for him, you know? So it works for him. I don't know. What do you think of heel Soma, Jesse? It was, couldn't have been any worse than he was before. He has nicer hair. He doesn't have that furry stuff on his gear anymore. I never understood that. I, I'm he's like so much hotter now. It's crazy. <laughs> he is a lot more attractive. It's very true. And uh I think he's he's showed a little bit more charisma in his matches too. I think he yeah. feels a little bit more at ease and you know, in damnation he doesn't have to be like the number one guy. Some people don't really thrive under that. He gets to kind of be in a group and just kinda of do thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Taylor? Do you think he's been a good fit in Damnation? Uh, yeah, like was said, I think it would automatically be an improvement. 
Um, I don't know if there's any room for growth in Damnation, um, but I think for now, um, I mean, I think he's I think he's been good um, in Damnation. Yeah. Okay. So, anything else from audience, Taylor? Uh, it's not a very memorable show. Yeah. I no, I don't think I think I agreed with you on the on the title match and that I thought it was fairly good, but that's really the only memory I have of it, which means it probably wasn't that, that yeah, good. I, mean, I, I remember, I remember the, the crowd being like weirdly dead, which wasn't yeah. good, So, um, all right. So scrolling on through here. Oh, Sekimono Higuchi gets Mal Mike Bailey, Maji Maji five. That was really good. Wasn't it? Yeah, that was, that was a really good, this, this is part of that string of, um, tag matches that were, that were all really good. Yeah. Yeah, and then they had that Hiroshima team with shooting doji stuff. That was kind of weird. Yeah, that was a little weird because it didn't really go anywhere. No. Um, but I guess they need something for him to do before they were ready for, um, you know, the the disaster box reunion. Um, they have the tag title match. I this I remember being awesome. I'm Maji Maji number seven with Sakimoto Hanaguchi against Takashida and Shuma. That rolled. Um, you skipped over something really important. Oh, what I skip over? We have a big mystery still left in DDT from this year, and that is what happened to Satomura's bracer. Oh yeah, <laughs> right yes. <to> yes. <laughs> we so still right, don't know. <laughs> the right to challenge anytime, anywhere, Rumble. Uh, so that is that happened on Majimaji number six, and there's one brace that there's unaccounted for. Well, she would have theoretically lost it. To somebody in the May Young Classic, wouldn't she? I, think, I think technically, I the last time I checked, Rhea Ripley technically has it. <laughs> so Rhea Ripley, if you ever get bored in NXT UK, I guess you can come over and cash in on. She Fox. actually can't. The time has expired. Oh yeah, that's true. So too bad, but, Ripley. But mail the bracelet back so they can <laughs> have it. Uh, it was red. Okay, she needs the color. <laughs> Um, because they explicitly say, like, I remember when Sakimoto or when uh when Satomura had it, like they were like, Oh, she can lose it outside of DET. Like they said that before she left. Yeah, I think so, she lost to Tony Storm in yeah. the Young Classic. Yeah. Yeah, she lost it to Tony Storm and then they had the UK um title tournament and Rhea Ripley beat Tony Storm in that. Um, so that's and I think when Satomura came back, she was like Someone else has it. Maybe they'll show up here sometime. <laughs> That's funny. I remember being deathly afraid that Uriah's friend would show up and cash that thing in. Oh. Yeah. Just be like, yeah. Instead, uh, Sammy Callahan just won the belt <laughs> straight up. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- that was still the wildest night in, in like Twitter history because people like, you know, for. For, well, we'll get to it, I guess, when we get to it. I, I don't even know if I'm going to know when we get to it because it didn't happen at DET. So let's just talk about it now. So, Irie... When, yeah, when uh, did it happen? In, like, June or July? I, it was somewhere in here. So we'll just mention it. Because this, this ended up being part of the whole, like, the storyline with Dino. But so, so Irie wants to go overseas, okay? That's his whole thing. I like to wrestle in America. So he keeps asking Irie for permission to go defend his title in America. and Or he keeps asking Dino, I should say. And Dino, I guess, finally kind of gives it to him. And he goes overseas. Dino basically is like, don't do anything to embarrass the company. 
And then we get the news on Twitter that Iria has lost the KOD Openweight title to fucking Sammy, Sammy fucking Callahan. I almost pronounced it. It was in name. August. It was in August, okay. So so Sammy Callahan becomes the new KOD Openweight champion. And just, do you guys remember that night on Twitter? Because, like, people, people, you would have think, like, somebody died. Like, that's how upset people were. I mean, and I, I kind of died. And I don't blame anybody. But it's like, we, you all think, like, fucking Sammy goddamn Callahan is coming to DT. Um, thankfully, Irie wins it back, like, what, three days later, I think? A week later. A week later, okay. So he wins it back before he comes back to America, or comes back to Japan. And there's the new KOD Openweight champion. Irie, once again, the KOD champion. So the only thing this did, basically, was give uh, Dino a reason to be mad at Irie for losing the belt. But yeah, that not not a good not a good night on Twitter. <laughs> like, Taylor, do you remember, like, the freak out. Yeah, I remember. I I I think I quote tweeted the picture of Callahan with it, and I was like, uh, "What's going on here?" Because I think we already felt like, okay, the Ishii match was not great. Yeah. The whole thing didn't really feel great, and now it was like, "Oh, it's now getting worse <laughs> than we thought this already bad thing was." Yeah. Well, um, the one good highlight I think of the Iria Rain. Happened on June twenty fourth at Corican. What are you doing? Twenty eighteen is one of my favorite t- one of my favorite show names, um, just for the way the announcer says it. What are you doing in twenty eighteen? Irie defeating Haguchi in twenty about twenty one minutes. That's the best match of his reign, I think. And that they just went out there and just beat the shit out of each other, which is what you know people would want to see from those two. I don't know, Taylor. Do you do you have fond memories of that match too? Um. Yeah, I think. I think that probably was the highest rated match of the reign. There, yeah, I mean, there weren't that many, but I think that was the one that I had the highest. I mean, I wasn't over the moon about it. Yeah, I gave um, it four or four anything. Yeah. yeah, but I thought it was good. I mean, I thought Higuchi had a really good year. Yeah. Um, so I think it was a lot on the fact that I like watching Higuchi and less that I thought Irie did some special great job in this match. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Uh, this also has all out winning the six man titles from Takeda, Umeda and Ueno, which I know was not a result anybody really wanted, <laughs> but um, you know, what are you going to do? I guess. Um, what do you think of the show overall, Jesse? I don't really remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with, I'm looking at the card. I kind of remember Mike Bailey and Sammy Guevara a little. Yeah. Like, I thought wait, it so was okay. Th- oh, wait. This has so the, this is, this is this show is where Bailey ca- cashes in, right? No, Guevara cashes in. Oh, Guevara, that's what I mean. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that's not on the cage match for result. But th- yeah, th- that fucking sucked. That I remember being one of the worst things DT did all year. Because, yes, Sammy Guevara cashes in. Um, the crowd fucking hates this idea. Doesn't really make any noise at all for the match. The match goes like forever, and then it couldn't Irie... have been that show because uh, Speedball beat him. Oh, you're right. It's not that show. It might <laughs> oh, be. Oh no, episode. that's true because that this was like his debut match, and they were mm-hmm. like, "Go against Bailey, so you don't look like shit." Yeah. Uh. Yep, you're right. It's the next one. Okay, so we'll get to it in a second. <laughs> it fucking sucked because <laughs> that, that that show is. An awful show. So overall, what are you doing? Pretty decent show. Let's see. Um, let's, is there anything else before the next Corican? 
No, I don't. Not really. So let's just fast forward to what we were just talking about, which is Summer Vacation. This, I think, is another one that's a really kind of piss poor Corrigan. And here's for Sammy Guevara. So Irie and Hiroshima goes 25 and a half minutes for the KOD title. Um, it's really quite not good. Like, I don't know. That, that, they usually have pretty decent matches together, but that one, I don't know. Like, the, it was like weirdly heatless. And this thing that should have been this big moment of Irie finally beating Hiroshima, like, it just felt like nothing. And then we get the Guevara cash in. And, you know, this, this it's according to, to Cage Match, it went seven minutes and 54 seconds. But according to my memory, it went like five hours because that thing felt like it went on forever and like had no crowd heat and just just awful. But yeah, I don't know, Jesse, what's your memories of this this night? I thought it was really weird. They were doing this match before Peter Pan. Yeah. The eerie and harsh magic. You, you kind of had a feeling at that point that something was up. Like, what's going on? Because that, that's like the seminal match of Irie's career, in yeah. a way. And so for them to do it on a kind of throwaway show like this was super odd. Uh, this show also had Moonlight Express winning the tag belts. Yeah, that was good. And uh, the death of Big Love. That was also really good, actually. That was probably the highlight of the fucking show, with Sasaki and Asuka having their match. Um but the entire big love thing, that was a really fun part of uh, of Majimanji for like a few weeks. And then, yeah, it goes into the their singles match where Asuka just tells him that she's too, that he's too old for her. <laughs> Which was, it's terrible because they're such a cute couple. He was but. too short, too ugly, and too old. <laughs> uh, well, look, she ended up BFFs with Hanukkah Mura, so she does have good taste, I guess. Um. I don't know what 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 memories of this do you have, Taylor? This is the show with Takashita's mom on the big screen, right? Oh yes, that's she right. Cuts yes. That, she cuts that, that promo before that their the match. Best, that was the best part, actually. Yeah, so was she talking about like her? She also like everybody knows her son, but she she also has a daughter, uh, Keiko Takashita Jr. <laughs> her team's up with everyone. Aki. Fell in love with his mom. Cause she was like flexing, wasn't she? Like it was, it was incredible. She looked more intimidating than him. <laughs> but yeah, people on Twitter were going nuts for Takashita's mom. But um, but yeah, the the double main event, uh, Taylor, not good. We just almost talked about it before, so I guess now talk about it. This was bad. Yeah, and I remember the whole build up was like, um, he, you know, Irie and. Hiroshima, he's never beat him before. What will happen? And like, no one really cared. It felt like halfway through, everyone was like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Like, the match just felt heat. I, I, I just remembered feeling like heatless to me. Like, it was like, oh, this should be a really big deal. And it's not. Yeah. And it almost felt like the crowd was like just exasperated with Iria's character by that point. Like, are you supposed to be rooting for you to beat Harashima finally? Are you supposed to not be doing that because you're a heel? Are you a heel? It just felt like they were just completely confused. And they decided to just make no noise at all instead. So that's not a, never a good thing. But um, this would end up being like the nader, I guess, for the title reign. But then like at that point, you know, it, was, it wasn't really long for this world. And right after this, I guess, is when all that Callahan stuff we talked about it happens you know like a few weeks later so um you know this whole this whole period is not great but for the kod open weight title but at least there's still fun stuff happening on the undercard like we mentioned 
Um, but yeah, the Sammy thing didn't really work at all. He was better in the second Dio, at least, but he was not good here. Um, the Maji Maji number 12 I wanted to mention for having one of my another match I really loved. Um, all out against Cassandra Miyagi, Dash Chizako, and Mako Satamura for the six-man titles. That was awesome. Do you have any memories of that, Jesse? Dash was incredible in that match. Yeah. That's my memory. She was awesome. <laughs> Taylor, you got anything to add? Yeah, that match was really good. I think it's just outside of my top 10 DDT matches for the year. I thought it was really great. And I was someone who was kind of bummed when All Out won the six-man titles because um, I really liked the kind of young team having them. But I thought that – because I think this was one of, either their first or one of their first defenses, and I thought it was really great. And I was like, okay, good. Another good team has these titles at least because I had really liked a lot of the six-man title matches throughout the year. Um, and I thought this one was another good one. Oh, and I totally forgot. I skipped the Maji Maji number 10 four-way, which is a lot of people's favorite match of the year. So, Jesse, do you want to talk about that one? I know you love that match. It was, like, the second best match in, D- in encompassing DDT this year. Yeah. Uh, and that was, of course, the... Um, it was Takeda. Takeda almost killed Mao. Oh, Takeda almost killed Mao. It was Takeda, Higuchi, uh, Takashita, and Mao. And yeah, that, that, that match is just like, it's, it goes almost 25 minutes and it feels like it's like 10. Oh, and so. Isami Kodaka protecting his idol love. <laughs> and I knew who she was because I was a fan of Usume all those years ago. Of who? So I, okay. Mari Yamaguchi, I think, is, or Mari Yaguchi. I don't remember her last name, but she was in Morning Musume. Like, oh. when it was huge. It was the biggest auto group in Japan. Yes, I know Morning Musume. I, I saw them this year, actually. Well, she's not so, in that group anymore. Yeah, she's been well. For a long time, and there's a lot of scandal behind it. We could have a whole podcast just on that. <laughs> but uh, that is Isami Kodaka's favorite member of the group. And I was a big fan of the group around the time that she was in the group as well. So it was like, oh. Morning. So I, I love that Izami Kodaka has a favorite morning music. He was like standing in front of her and <laughs> it's like blocking her from getting hit with stuff and like covering her eyes at certain points. I, now my dream is to learn enough Japanese to have a conversation with Izami Kodaka about morning Musume. <laughs> That would be awesome. Just like listen to him talk about his favorite idols. Um, so here we get to the beer garden shows, which uh, started out with the Damnation Day. Um, oh, I remember Kohei Sato and Shuji Shikawa against Higuchi and Yuki Ino. That was fun. I remember that, liking that. Um, and then and Polly and Endo wrestled Sagat and Transam Hiroshi from uh, from Basara. That was pretty fun too. But it is a cool show. I don't know. It was a cool little show. Any memories from Damnation Day? Uh, Sasaki Takanashi getting drunk, per <laughs> That was like, awesome, too. Running around on little tricycles, I think. Yeah, and they had, to do the, uh, they had to do the crocodile dentist game. Yeah. They would press the teeth down of the crocodile. Oh, that was so cool. Um, after that is one of the longest shows, but one of my favorite shows of the year, the Beer Garden uh, fight 2018, King of DET first round. Uh, again, there's obviously many, many matches here. The entire first round was on the show. 
But the standout to me um, is, first of all, Mao and Shinjiro Takagi. They had this crazy fucking brawl all over the building. Uh, again, one of my favorite matches of the year. I'm one of my match of the year lists where, you know, Mao ended up winning in the end. But it was just a, a fucking crazy match. Um, and then Hirata and Yoshimura had a cool little match in the main event with Hirata getting, like, the upset victory. So, uh, yeah, and he... Hirata replaced someone. I forget Did, who. T- didn't he replace Takashita? Right. I yes. think that's right. Yeah. Takashita got hurt. Yep. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the show, Taylor? Um, I do remember it being very long because there yep. was a lot of matches. I think I watched it at a point where I had watched another show before it and I was like, oh, I have to watch this show and turned it on and I was like, oh, it's four and a half hours or however long it was. Yeah. Um, but I liked the matches you liked. I thought it was the beginning. Harada had, I, I mean, I think we would all agree, a great king of DDT overall. Um, if you can really call him like the breakout star, even though... He's obviously already very well known. This was probably the well, breakout for him as a serious wrestler. Yeah, exactly. I guess you would say. Um, he, and I think I, it's always been there. I think it's just this is the first time he really got a chance to show it in a while. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked obviously uh, Mao and Takagi had um, a lot of great matches throughout the year. This was another one. Uh, we'll talk about Peter Pan later. And I actually have a match on my top five, uh, which probably not a lot of people have seen, but which was also Mao and Takagi. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the show. Uh, anything to add, Jesse? Uh, I kind of halfway remember Higuchi and Matsunaga. And I was like, wow, what the hell? Matsunaga's having a good match. <laughs> Uh, anything else from the rest of the beer garden shows? I don't know if I ever watched them. The other three. Um, I think there was one show and I, tur- this doesn't have really anything to do with wrestling, but I turned it on and it was gorgeous. Matsuno singing for like 45 minutes. Yes, I, remember. <laughs> I remember what you're talking about now. Actually, that, that was awesome. And I was, you- yeah. I was like, Oh, I'll just let this play. Cause the wrestling will start in like 10 minutes or something. And I'm sitting there <laughs> and like 45 minutes later. I'm like, he's still singing. <laughs> Oh, I love DDT. DDT rules. Uh, Jesse, anything else on the rest of Beer Garden? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, I'm looking over these cards. Nothing really stands out to me. I mean, Yoshiko of... Sama and Martha. No, Martha from the oh, yeah. uh, uh, Shooting Doji show. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Martha, Saki Sama, and Yoshiko Sama against Emmy. Sakura was on the other side. I was. I was a little heart palpitating a little bit. Yeah. Emi Sakura, uh, May, Suroga, and Riho. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, so then we get to the King of DT second round. I mean, this was, you know, another cool show in Shinjuku Face. Um, I'm trying to think what the hell was the highlight here. Endo and Higuchi was good. Um, God, what else was good? Was, uh, was it? Oh, yeah. Hiroshima and Owashi was like, Awesome. I remember that being really good. I remember being like, wow, what is up with serious Toro Washi? Why is this like why is this so good? Soma was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean the whole tournament was pretty damn good, honestly. It was a really good tournament. Uh Taylor, what do you think about the second round? 
I honestly, I'm looking at the card right now. I don't remember anything from this show. Okay. Well, for what for whatever reason, it's just like I think just because I mean there were so many matches, I think this one just kind of fell out of my mind. And I think it was at a time when I was trying to get through all the beer garden shows. Yeah. So I was like really ripping through them. So yeah. I think it just left my brain. Yeah, that's fair. And plus like the G1's going on at the same time and it was really hard keeping up with everything here. Um the I remember the Bizarre Day was pretty fun. I don't watch a lot of Bizarre, but I remember liking that show. Um let's see. Manji Manji number 13. Uh oh yeah, that has Kudo and Yukio against Sasaki and Endo. That was awesome. Oh, it had that weird Kendo Kashin match. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was something. Uh Gambari Climax. I did not see that. Although oh, I did see the Imanari and Shinmoku Jinkin match is freaking incredible. Isn't Shinmoku Jinkin just a fucking doll? Watch it and find out. Okay. <laughs> if you're a Metal Gear Solid fan, you're gonna love this match. Just oh, what fan? A Metal Metal Gear Solid fan. Oh, okay. Gotta check um, it out. But yeah, I did see. As it, did you guys? So you did see some Gumbari, Clearly, I just watched Gumbari's Corkin today. I don't know if anyone's seen that yet. I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, that was a uh, Taylor. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't seen it, it yet. It was a really good show, actually. I was like kind of surprised how good it was. But I guess we could talk about that a little bit when we get to it. Um, but yes, yeah, so the Gumbari Climax. Imanari won it. Everybody, if you're wondering, uh, he's he's extremely popular, by the way. If people are not like aware of the Imanari trend, because I feel like if you never watch Gambari or like read anything about it, like you might be like, why is this weird guy who does like the videos so popular? Because he barely ever wrestles in DET, but he always gets like humongous reactions. And I, those people probably just go to Gambari shows or something, or like they just keep up with it. But yeah, I mean, he just shows up and he's like extremely popular. Are you a big Imanari fan, Jesse? I'm a huge fan of his. He's yeah. awesome. He's like the working man. He goes and he has matches. <laughs> wow. What well, he was wasn't he also in when they <laughs> they did those uh those two videos I guess of um you know at the end of one you know when of him doing into the light because Sasaki won and then later on the DDT uh, Twitter account released. What would have they would have played if Dino won, which was Sasadango Machine singing it? I think he was there with Sasadango Machine, wasn't he? Like helping him with the song. I think so. <laughs> which is really funny. Uh, he just kind of like appears in places. It's really weird. But d- he did pretty well in the in the fan voting, right? Did he or did he not? I don't remember where, where he finished. I think he finished pretty good. Yeah. Pull it up. Yeah, I mean, maybe you should pull it up anyway because that'd be cool to have. Um, okay, so Maji Manji, Maji Manji number 14 um, is where Don Chocodino reveals the plan and defeats Irie for the uh, KOD openweight title. Were you pretty stunned when that happened, Taylor? August 14th? Yeah, but I actually, I've been on record uh, about my thoughts on Dino, and I actually really liked this match. Um, well, this was, a, this was a minute and a half. I think you're thinking of a different one. Am I thinking of a different one? What am I thinking of? I don't know. He just catches uh, it and hits his move and pins him here. Like, oh, that- maybe I'm thinking of a different one then, yeah. 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 Um, 
I mean, I guess it was shocking, but when you think that the story sort of was Irie against Dino. I mean, yeah, it's it, good that it went somewhere, right? It it's made sense. It, yeah. Because it felt like it felt like they were building up a WWE style like authority figure angle that just, you know, the authority figure and the wrestler just bitch each other out forever and nothing ever happens. At least here it was like it led to the authority figure winning the title and then like dropping the authority figure gimmick. Because he also like dropped the like basically Irie <laughs> tried to get Dino to make him to give him a rematch and Dino's like oh I can't do that because I'm not the producer anymore, <laughs> which I thought was funny, but. But yeah, it was good, I guess. Um, I'm just I thought it was good that we were at least moving away from the Eerie thing, but then it turned out to just like not really. Like it went on a few more months. Right. Um, it felt like something was happening as opposed to nothing. Yeah. Just yeah, right. Um then we have the two King of DT Corkins, uh the twenty fifth and twenty sixth. You and I did these shows together on Omakase, uh, Taylor. These were awesome shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These were good really good shows, yeah. Um, you know, these have one of my one of my favorite matches of the year with Endo and uh, Hirata uh, in the quarterfinals. That was really awesome. That's like Hirata just like you know as this awesome underdog and trying to roll up Endo at every turn, and Endo just like you know not taking him seriously, and then finally putting him away. Uh, just a really good show. Uh, the only thing on these two shows that I really was a little disappointed by was the the finals with Sasaki and Endo. Um, but I guess just, you know, there was the third match in two days. They're probably just kind of tired. Uh, Jesse, what do you think of these two shows? I still can't believe Sasaki won. Yeah. Like, it's still crazy to think about that. I thought the Indo and Mao match was pretty good. Yeah, that was, really, that, was really, that was really good. Yeah. That was the semifinal. And both the semifinals. I remember liking Sasaki and Hiroshima a lot, too. So... Um, let's see here. Then we move to Omajimaji 15 on the 28th. It was quite the week for DT. There were three shows in four days. And this is the show where Mako Satomura beats Dino for the title, which was, you know, I think a cool moment to a lot of people. Um, the first ever female holder of the open weight title. And now, Jesse, you at the time seemed like weirdly confident that she was not going to go to Peter Pan as champion. Do you want to explain why that was? Because I, at the end of the day, I think DDT want DDT wrestlers in the main event of their biggest show of the year. Mm. And I thought the Mako winning was cool, but at the same time, I never really had a doubt that a female would win the title one day. So I was like, yay, that's awesome. But I wasn't like losing my mind over it either. A lot and, of people on Twitter were, I feel like. Which is fine. I mean, I yeah. can understand why they were, but it just—I always just kind of got the feeling that this was just something to do in between then. Yeah. And especially with Sasaki going in, because we knew at this point that he had won and that he would be maining event, maining eventing Peter Pan. It just really didn't seem like that was a match that they were really going to go toward, because mm-hmm. how much time was there to really build up the match to begin with? It really right. wasn't. That's just always kind of the feeling that I had about it. Um, where meanwhile, obviously, what there ended up being a match that kind of felt like, you know, Sasaki and and Dino have a long history together, so that was pretty easy to to go to a quick build up. Um, so let's see, Mako winning this title, you know, as like a little. Do do you think this is always the plan, or do you think no? 
There's was, no okay. way this could have been always. <laughs> so this is because the EA thing was not working. I guess. I don't even think that Dino was supposed to really main event Peter Pan. I just, I kind of wonder if Irie had sort of given him notice at the time and said, I'm leaving after this. Yeah. Gonna, I want to go be freelance or whatever. And they kind of had to find some kind of new direction. It just really felt like the whole thing felt awkward and rushed and weird and that they were just making stuff up on the fly. Yeah, that's I. I would agree. Um, like, I it, sincerely did not think Sasaki was going to win King of DDT. It came mm-hmm. out of freaking nowhere. Yeah. Um, which you know, in a in a good way though, because like the crowds are really behind him. So, or you know, he's very you know he's got his very strong po- pocket of Damnation fans. So, I mean, it's a pretty easy place to turn. I think. Um, what do you think, Taylor, about all this? Yeah, I think uh, we talked about on the show in the middle of the year that Manji Manji really for a long time had really no open weight title matches on the show. Um, that was kind of reserved for the Korokins. And I think the fact that all of a sudden they had kind of this run of title matches on these Manji Manji shows, I think shows that it probably was not the original plan. And that they probably looked at the schedule and said, okay, we have to change plans and we have to get to point, you know, we're at point A and we have to get to point whatever, point Z. And we've only got these shows to do it on. And we have to do them on shows that people are going to see. We can't do them on, you know, some tiny house show. No. So I, you know, we have to put them in on these Manji Manji shows, which they probably wouldn't otherwise. I mean, it was clearly the right decision and i think even though it was a little bit scattered it did make for an interesting few months leading up to peter pan as opposed to just having irie sitting on the title and having these kind of you know average to good matches that he had been having so i don't think it was a disaster but i certainly don't think it was probably anywhere near what the original plan was yeah um, I mean, who, maybe the original plan was Yuri Hiroshima. Who knows? Uh, let's see. September 23rd, Road to Ryogoku. Uh, this features the three-way elimination match with Dino winning back the title from Mako. It also involved Yuri although he got eliminated pretty quick. This was awesome. I really liked that three-way match a lot, actually. Um, I don't know. Does anyone have any thoughts on it? Um, it had Sabu on the show. I remember that. That yes, was fun. That was, <laughs> I just remember when I tweeted out a picture of the Jun Kasai, Kikitaru, Sabu team being like, they're, yeah, they're teaming up tonight. I got like all these replies from people like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is going on? I'm like, yeah, the, the DT, man, they're awesome. And people people sure loved it. Which like, And this had the Brahmin brothers shouting for the time. Like, this, this show was one of my favorite Corkins. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, and this had the, yeah. the Battle Royal with introducing all the indie yeah. guys, like <laughs> Fifth Tiger Mask and um, Monster Halloween. Self-named. Yeah, self-named. <laughs> and Monster Halloween and all those guys. Yeah. And this guy, Longshare and Budo, don't really know much about him, you know? <laughs> Very mysterious. Guy? Very mysterious, yeah. Um. But yeah, Jesse, any thoughts on this show? Uh, the Mao and Mike Bailey and Brahman Brothers match was awesome. And it was just yes. nine minutes, too. Because that I, I remember liking that match a lot because the Brahmins have all those like fucking crazy flash pins and tricks and stuff. 
So they, you, you know, you get used to that, but here they're in a, they're, they don't really get title shots like ever. So, you know, you're doing all these crazy like double flash pins and stuff that you see them get pins with all the time, but now it's for like a title. So I thought that made it really cool and like, you know, some really awesome near falls and stuff because of that. So yeah, I really like the Brahmin title challenge a lot. Um, okay. So let's see what else we got here. Moving forward, I'm seeing Manji Manji. I don't think much happened at Manji Manji until Peter Pan, so we can probably get right to Peter Pan. You're just... forgetting one of the best matches of the year that happened. Oh, sorry. What, Strong what am I hearts versus All Out. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's that is fucking awesome. Thank you for reminding me. Um, so that was at Manji Manji number 19, I believe. 18. 18. Yep. So that had. Uh, Shima, Duan, Yingnan, I, I'm sorry for butchering that, Ellen, Demand, and T-Hawk, beating Akito, Takashida, Katsumata, and Ino. Uh, why don't you talk about it then, Jesse? That match is awesome. I mean, it's probably the best multi-man match of the year, yeah. I would say. Any company. I thought it was incredible. And I said it then, and I'll say it again, Strong Quartz just brings such a different dynamic to DDT. And just... Pretty much every way from the way they can antagonize their roster and actually sort of come off as heels. And they sort of wrestle in a different style than what we usually see in DDT as well. And they've been a really great addition. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do going forward. Yeah, because they're still here, which is pretty cool. They're still the six-man champs. Yeah. Um, they walked out at, at Road to Goku, which I totally forgot about. But that was like one of the... I remember the, the moment they came out, like like Twitter just went insane, which is... You know, it was one of my another one of my favorite moments of the year. Taylor, anything to add about all this? Yeah, I think as a uh, Dragon Gate fan, and John, I know you're a Dragon Gate fan. It's uh, it was super interesting to me. I love seeing um, those guys outside of the world of Dragon Gate, which doesn't happen a ton, just because I think, um, at least for me, I get so used to seeing them in that environment that things can sometimes become things that aren't ho-hum can appear to be ho-hum just because they're in the world of Dragon Gate. You're kind of seeing the, you know, oh, they can do X, Y, and Z. And I see this every month at the Corican or, or whatever show you're watching. And I think taking them out of that environment and putting them in DDT was a lot of fun. And you see exactly how interesting that style they do is when they're facing off against people who are of a little bit of a different style in, in all out or any of the other people they face. So I really loved it. As I said, I think their appearance was part of the kind of launching pad into a very strong end of the year. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, in Peter Pan ended up drawing really well, which I think is equal parts, you know, you give some credit to um, to Strong Hearts for showing up, uh, but at the same time, you know I think Sasaki and Dino, which clearly a KOD title match people wanted to see, and the DDT, you know the DDT fan base. So, uh, and that brings us to Peter Pan, I guess, which was an awesome fucking show. Um, I, this is my favorite. You know, I guess it gives away my pick later, but this is my favorite show of the year. You know, in any promotion as far as best major show, just like top to bottom, like almost everything on the show was f- at least fun, if not pretty damn good. And, you know, there's just a, so much like, um, it was a legitimate match of the year candidate with Shima and Takashida, in my opinion, anyway, I know I have it higher than most people, but I love that match. 
Um, there's an, the giant panda battle, which is just one of my favorite things in the entire year with the, the two giant pandas going head to head. Uh, there's a crazy weapon rumble with Mao and Takagi. Uh, there's a main event that I liked a lot, even though, you know, I know some people didn't really want to watch a 32 minute Dino match. I thought it were really, you know, for what they were trying to do, I thought it worked pretty damn well. And, you know, I thought when Saki won the title, obviously that was a great moment. And yeah, just a lot of cool stuff here. What do you, what did you think of Peter Pan, Jesse? I was so nervous for that title match. That's what <laughs> I remember the most. I was like hyperventilating, having the shakes, losing my mind. I, I bit like every near fall and everything, which usually doesn't happen. Most of the stuff you watch is taped, so you kind of know going in what happens. But this was live. So I was very nervous, very excited. I was so happy when Sasaki won because. He finally brings a little bit of stability to this title. We had all these crazy title changes on Manji Manji during the summer, and so now we have a champ with Sasaki where you kind of know where things are going. It doesn't seem so scattered about, and I think that's a really good thing. I think that's something that DT's really needed, especially after the mediocre area reign and the craziness that had to happen because of it. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite show of the year in, from the DDT brand, though. I think oh. there is one I liked a little bit more. Okay. Uh, well, I guess we'll get to that later. What do you think, Taylor, about Peter Pan? Yeah, I liked it. I think I feel the same way in that, um, my, I mean, my comparison, I know we did this when we reviewed the show here, but talking, comparing it against Judgment, I think Judgment had a little bit of the higher peaks but I think that this show, if you were to take kind of an average over all of the show, I think this show would sit at a little bit of a higher average, um, even though it didn't peak as high. Um, you know, when I was on and we reviewed the show here, I already talked about my thoughts on the main event, um, which I won't go over again. But I thought this was the beginning of... Um, kind of a great run um, for Sasaki who did bring stability to the title, but I think has also um, really stepped it up in the second half of the year. The first half of the year, he kind of was just, you know, booking wise was just kind of hanging, a, hanging around. Um, but I think in the second half of the year, now that he's has the title has really turned it on. I thought he was great in the main event. Uh, we'll talk about, um, a couple shows down the road, the great title match he had. Um, so I thought it was kind of the launching pad for him to have a good um, last few months of the year. Um, yeah, so really good show and a, you know, a, like you said, a great, you know, launching pad for Sasaki. Um, I got the general election results here. Let's go ahead and give those out, I guess, because that's obviously a big thing every year, the DDT dramatic general election. I don't remember exactly when it was announced, but it was like around here. Um, so Masahiro Takanashi ended up winning it with nearly 2,000 votes, which was a little bit of a surprise because Maki Ito had been ahead for so long. But he ended up winning. Akito came second. Maki Ito third. Then Hiroshima, Sasaki, Endo, Dino, Soma Takao, Mao, and uh, Keisuke Ishii round out the top 10. Uh, Imanari, who I asked earlier, he finished in 11th. So there you go. Takashita in 13th. Um, just uh, pretty much rounding out 
uh, June Kazai finished in 20th. And then I think towards the bottom, I think Yuki Ino was like the next, yeah, 28th. Okay. I think he was the bottom of the all the people there. Um, and the unit election, Shuten Doji ended up winning it, which was a little bit surprising. I, Damnation have won it, I think, the year before, and people thought they were going to win it again. But they, they won by about 500 votes. And Damnation won a second, then All Out, then The Compliance, who... That was like Dancha Gudino's unit. I don't even know if that's still active. Uh, then Disaster Box, then Moonlight Express, and then Booing 2018. Oh, Damnation actually going for three P. They won the previous two years. So, um, so Shujin Doji gets a self-produced show, which I don't think we have a date for yet, do we? I don't think so. Yeah, they don't have a date on that. Yet, I don't think. Um, but yeah, anything in there really surprise you, Jesse? I think some people are always surprised by how little people talk Takashita and Higuchi finish in the general election, but I never really am. Yeah. It, it, usually, like, I don't know, babyface aces don't really tend to do that well. I mean, other than Hiroshima maybe being the, being the like, uh, exception, but... I mean, you gotta keep in mind, until this year, really, people pay for votes. You have to either buy merchandise or you buy a ticket and have to show... And you get a yeah. vote, and that's how you vote in the general election. So when you see people at the top of the thing, this is who people generally really like. That's who they want to give their vote to. And yeah. I was very happy Takanashi won. And I think maybe something to do with that had to do with Sasaki won the title. And those two have a long, outstanding feud with one another. Yeah, so maybe people really wanted to see him get the title shot. That would make sense. What do you think of the results, Taylor? Yeah, I also think people probably, you know, if you're going to vote, you're between two people. You're probably voting for someone who you think is not going to get a title shot in some way shortly. And I think people like Takashida, especially, is someone who's probably as long as he's in DDT, you know, he may spend some months down the card, but he's always going to be floating around in title contention um, just because he had the, you know, he's had the title before he's obviously very young, so he's going to be around for a while. So I think people are voting for more for people who they think, Oh, this person probably in the next, you know, six months in the next year is probably not going to get a title shot any other way. Um, and voting that way. So to me, people saying, Oh, you know, Takashita came in 13th and no one cares about him. To me, I don't really think or, or worry about that. And we'll say, to be fair to Takashita, too, he was out injured for a chunk of time there. And he think he came back at Peter Pan or something like that? Yeah, so, right before, like a month before Peter Pan, I think. That might have had something to do with this, too. He wasn't around for a period of time, either. Because he usually doesn't finish in 13th. He usually finishes around, like, 7th or 8th. Yeah. And this year he was lower. So that probably does have something to do with it, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think it's a referendum on the wrestlers as much as I think it's just people voting for people they like um, and, you know, having a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, so then we move to the Maji Maji Corkin special, which was the last Maji Maji until, you know, we get to the new uh, special format. Um, so this was another awesome show. It has... Shinya Yoki beating Hiroshima for the extreme title. That ruled. 
Um, yeah, that was great. Just an awesome little map battle. Strongheart fleeing the six fan titles in a really cool match. Um, the 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 Takashita. Oh, I know that's that's not on here. That's there's a Maki Ito Iron Man Gauntlet, right? And that that was pretty cool. And then the the main event was Takashita Marafuji against the Saki Nishikawa twenty minute draw. That was really cool too. So this is another good show. This whole set you may have noticed the second half of the year is a lot better than the first half. I think but, this might have been the strongest Corfin show of the year for them. Yeah, it's it's up there. Do you want to talk more about it, Jesse? Uh, Shinya Aoki is the extreme champ. Yeah. It's very hard to say this because I love Daisuke Sasaki, but that makes Aoki the best champ in DDT. Wow. <laughs> so uh, bizarre seeing him there. Yeah. Especially since he had kind of been flirting with New Japan a lot, like, Maybe like a year and a half ago or something, he was sitting front row with uh, Kendati at a show. And everyone's like, oh, Shinyaoki, he's going to be coming to New Japan. And he just like randomly shows up in DDT. He's like, sup? Yeah. Well, he had appeared on Maji Manji already before this, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. Even then, it was like kind of random. He had that yeah. match with Omeda in his trial series. Right, right, right. And then he um, just kind of stuck around. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, and this leads up to another good Corrigan show on November 25th. Good the DET special show. Um, this is the one that has the Takashita versus Maki Ino match I was thinking of before, which was really like, you know, I, I like this match a lot because you, you kind of got like that whole like never say die thing by Maki Ito to take it to the extreme. I thought she really showed a lot here. You know, just taking like an ass kicking by Takashita. Um, which is a really it, that match seemed to really get over with uh, my Twitter feed too. So people see, people seem to like that one a lot. Um, you also had the the Stronghearts with uh, the Rascals, I guess they are known in, in America. Uh, Desmond Xavier, Trey Miguel, and Zachary Wentz debuting, which that was pretty cool. And they ended up being, you know, a cool little thing on the on the D, part of the O tour as well. Uh, and then you have Sasaki and Takanashi, which is a cool match for the open weight title. So another good Corican. Uh Any thoughts on this show, Taylor? Yeah, you also had the Dino um, getting his memory back match. Yeah, that was really funny. Which I actually yeah. also liked. I just liked uh, Super Sasadango Machine constantly coming up to him and going D and him having to fill in the last syllable. And I think his first one was like D-low. <laughs> Dina, Dina. Um, so I really like that. The main event I thought was really great. That's in my um, top matches of the year. I also really liked, um, and I think more than other people did, uh, the June Kasai Mao match, the hardcore match that they had, mm. um, which I thought was really good. They used the, um, I guess you call them containers, which also were used in the Takagi Mao match which I don't know why to me, those look very painful because they tend to break and seem very sharp. Yeah. They look, they look pretty painful. Um, so I really like that match. So actually like looking at the card now, the whole like top half of the card to me was really strong. Um, probably one of their, you know, I don't know if maybe the last Corkin we talked about or this Corkin would be the best of the year, but certainly a turnaround from the beginning of the year. Yeah. What do you think, Jesse? I thought Sasaki and Maso was one of the best matches of the year, although it didn't make my top five. 
thought it was one yeah. of the best. Maybe. It was awesome. I mean, I, for personally, I love both these guys so much. It was my favorite title match of the year. Yeah, and it was awesome. Um, I had big match. Masa does it again. Anytime he's put in that sort of position, he always delivers. Yeah, remember the one with the zombie? That was, yeah, that was he's... so awesome. Yeah. I, I, always talk, I always remember that match. Um, and I like the Kasai and Ma match as well. Yeah, it was good. That was really, really good too. Uh, after this, we get into the DO 2019, which was very confusing. Confused poor Harry Wrestling fan who was plugging it for January as it was going on. Um, I don't know. This was. Look, what's the big problem with this? I think it, it just didn't have. Like the Shinjuku show was like right at the start, you know that one of the Shinjuku shows, and like I don't know, like there was something the Shinkiba, yeah, and I don't like because it's the end of the year. Yeah, I don't know, like it never. Yeah, they never really get a break, but I think for all of us, we're kind of like a little wrestled out, and And they the holiday time. And they just never felt like they hit the level the first one. I don't know, like they there's a couple matches I really like. There's there's Bailey. And Bailey and Endo that went out there in front of like fucking what looked like fifty people and had like a four star match, which I thought was really impressive. Uh, that's on the. I'm trying to find it. I'll be honest, I still haven't watched everything. Yet. Yeah, I've watched it all, so it's not you're not missing a ton. Let me say. Uh, I finally watched Endo and uh, Takashita this morning, though. Yeah. Finally got around to that, and. It was okay. Like I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, this match is really, really good." And it was. I watched it was like, it. yeah, it was I good. watched it and I was like, "It was okay." I think my problem is until Indo actually beats Takashita when it like really, really matters, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, because Indo's beaten him in a tournament like this before. Yeah. Oh, they were in separate blocks, Indo and. Oh no! Wait, no, they're not. So wait, where the fuck is this Bailey Indo match then? I really cannot find it. I'm like losing my mind. Cage matches being no help. So, no Takanashi. <laughs> well, I can't find everybody, but Bailey and Endo had a match and it was really good. That's all I can tell you because I can't find it on Cage Match for some reason. Um, but yeah, so t- Taylor, do you have any big thoughts of the tournament? I agree. I thought the um, the Shinjuku show was really good. Yeah. Um, there were a number, like, obviously it wasn't very much of a match, but the Guevara-Aoki match <laughs> was, was like, to me, was perfect. And I was like, it's so great. That one had the, um, the strong hearts uh, versus the very random, you know, like Honda and Matsuno yes. and Oishi, which was like really funny. But also, yeah. I thought was really good. I really liked uh, Takashita Bailey um, yeah. from that show, and then just after it, just to me, I kind of I, I think what Jesse said. You know, it's kind of the end of the year, and I'm so used to mentally at this point of the year, I'm like, okay, the new wrestling is coming to an end, and I'm gonna catch up on what I missed, yeah. and then I had to be like, okay, now I have to watch these like six shows that are all happening in one week. Um, so I think, and some of the matches I just kind of was like, okay, you know, 
I also think that the talent field was a little bit downgraded from the beginning of the year's tournament, obviously with no Ishikawa, it would always be a downgrade, but you know, like Puma King to me is just fine. You know, I've seen him a bunch of places and I always come away just kind of very neutral about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, You know, and then Guevara who, you know, I like in, you know, in spots, he had that weird match with Bailey where they just spent the first five minutes saying, fuck you to each other, (laughs) Uh, which was kind of funny. And, you know, they're telling them it's the main event of the show, please wrestle and stop saying fuck you to each other. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's more of a thing where I'm like, oh, this is amusing. And then they have a match and I'm kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so Puma King for, ends up like teaming up with Sasaki on the rest of the tour, and they're going to team together on the thirtieth. So that's I interesting. Think they teamed together yesterday because they had a match with, I think, Higuchi and Ueda, and I really want to see it. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, I'm so I'm still trying to find this Bradley. <laughs> I don't know if it's on Cage Match because I keep looking for it too. Yeah, I, I think they. Are they missing a show? They might be missing a show. I'm looking on uh I'm looking on dramatic DVT now. Cause I'm losing I feel like I'm going crazy. One, two. Unless, unless I'm totally made up of unless I just made up a match in my head, but I don't It looks like they have all the shows. I'm looking. And it looks like all the shows are there. They're in the same mm-hmm. block they had to wrestle each other. Yeah, okay. So it's on it's not listed on Cage Match. I don't know why, but it's on the the December second show in Fuji. It's Tetsuya Endo defeating Mike Bailey with a cradle in 14 and a half minutes, which is also for the Iron Man Heavy Metalweight title. Oh, yeah, it's on here. It's on Cage Match. Okay. Maybe it's throwing me off because it says for the Iron Man title. Uh, Yeah. Okay. There you go. December 2nd. That's the show. We're all blind. Yes. It's a four star match in front of like 50 people. Um, But speaking of four star matches in front of nobody, Gambari Bad Communication. Junak Gama against Keisuke Ishii. Uh, four stars, December 16th at Corkin Hall. Uh, if, I mean, you, should, you really should watch that whole show. That Ga- the whole Gambari show is really fun. But that match is definitely the highlight. And just an awesome fucking match between, with Agama like being his Hall of Fame level uh, heel bully self against Ishii. I just, I can't, can you imagine voting for Yuji Nagata in the Hall of Fame and not Nakayama? Like, that's just, I like Yuji Nagata, but that's insane. <laughs> that is, like, absolutely insane. Uh, anyway. I mean, why, Shinsuke huh? Nakamura is in it. I don't think any of the things are insane. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But but I, that Akiyama fellow, though, he doesn't deserve it. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. But I mean, I barely, I honestly like barely saw people talking about it this year. It was like, I don't know, like if people just were so sick of it after like, I don't know, like one person got in last year or whatever the fuck happened. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like it was funny when like the seven people got in and people were like, oh, the Lucha jam- Log Jam finally cleared and uh, Park got in. That was it. The only people that got in, the, the rest of them were all like uh, fucking managers and shit from, uh, the non-wrestling category. So and Bill Apter got in. So 
whatever. Yeah, and also people vote in like the middle of May and then the results come out in December. <laughs> it's like PWG. Oh, <laughs> uh, can you wait? Can you like can you not wait for the 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 wrestling observer year end awards just to see like when they're gonna come out? It's like the balloting hasn't even opened yet, so that he has to get all the ballots in. I, I hope a, has... a match from Wrestle Kingdom gets match of the year when it's not eligible to be it. <laughs> it's gonna be like it's he's gonna start collecting votes in like two weeks probably, and then so we'll get the results in like April, maybe if we're lucky. So all right though, that's DDT's year. I think we covered pretty much everything. Fun year overall. Not the end of the year, they still have another show. That's right, December thirtieth, the DO final. With Goshiozaki and uh, Takashita. Takashita has to win that, right? Who cares? <laughs> you think he's going to win now? I think he's going to win. I really don't care. Like, whatever. You don't really have any preference for a Sasaki match at either one? No, I just hope Sasaki wins. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't really care. Taylor, what do you think? The title match is a judgment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I guess Takashita would win unless they're going to have Shiyazaki main event. Why, though? Judgment. <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, Shiyazaki seems so far away from main eventing a fucking Noah Korkin at this point. Like, I don't know. I don't know. They have this weird thing where they like to give Takashita, like, quote-unquote dream matches. So yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's why they're doing that as the final. And it's like, I mean, I it'll probably be good, but... We'll probably chop each other really hard and stuff. Uh, I'm not like, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not as down on it as I might sound. It's just, to me, it feels like a foregone conclusion Takashita's winning. But I'm, like, I'm not saying the match is going to be bad or anything, but yeah. who really cares? That's my thing. I think yeah. you have to have some kind of desire to want to see it other than they're going to chop each other in the titties. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's see what else is coming up here. Um, also on that show. Oh, there's a there's a tag match because so Naomi Yoshimura came back from his excursion, and he's come to help uh, to help Dino get revenge. So that's his whole gimmick now. Is he's trying to help Down Shoko Dino get revenge on Daisuke Sasaki, but Dino's in no condition to do it himself. So he re- recruited Yoshimura. There's a neck brace on. Yeah. Um, so we have Sasaki and Puma King against Yoshimura and Sammy Guevara. What a match that should be! <laughs> like what a. Yoshimura is getting the title shot on yep. January third. That yep. should be fun. That should be really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking excited. Forward. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so January third at the Majimaji Super. That card looks a lot better than the thirtieth, honestly. Uh, yeah, so Saki I just want to say quickly: if you're going to be in Japan and you want to go to the show, you should probably get a ticket as soon as you can because it's the 200 yen show. Yeah. So or 2,000 yen. 2,000 yen. There yeah, you go. So tw- Twenty bucks, everybody, basically. Um, yes, so get your tickets soon. Uh, also, has the KOD six man tag titles with Shima, T Hawk, and Duan Yingyan against Takashida, Akito, and Yuki Ino. This uh, came about because Akito finished second in the general elections, and he gets to choose between the six man titles, the tag titles, or the extreme title, and he picked the six man belts. Uh, also, have Shinya Aoki defending the extreme title against uh, Tano Musakutoba. Uh, that should be fun. Toba's the guy with the boxing gloves, right? Yes. So he's gonna box. It's gonna be boxing versus Kick grappling. Boxing. Yeah. 
they're gonna is he is is Aoki gonna grapple his way to victory? Is he gonna get knocked out, Jesse? Give us give us the fight breakdown. Well, Aoki is definitely not a striker <laughs> at all in any way, shape, or form. So he's probably just gonna tap him out. Yeah. I hope he has to tap up with the big glove and he like just bops Aoki on the head. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, and then we also have Kota Umeda's his sixth match of the Mad Dog Seven Match Series. He's fighting Daichi Hashimoto, everybody. I'm like excited for that one. That's gonna be fun. Who um, do you think is gonna be his last match? I don't know. who the fuck knows at this point. Um I hope they get someone crazy, but I I, I couldn't tell you. Why like, do you, do you have the two people I'd love to see is not gonna happen. I'd love to see him and Shibata. It's yeah. not going to happen. I love to see him in junior high, though. That's not going to happen. So, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of going to have to get a, It's the last match. So you would think it has to be a big name. Yeah. Well, maybe you can get tension. one of your brother. It'll be tension. Tension yeah. will come off that fight with Floyd Mayweather. He's <laughs> coming back to DDT. And that's the last one. Um, but yeah, so that that whole card looks pretty cool. That's January third. Um, Tokyo Joshi Pro, which we didn't talk a lot about because we mentioned them on the Joshi Show, but they have a big show in J- their big J- January fourth show um, at Corican Hall with Miu Yamashita and Maki Ito for the Princess and Princess title, which is a show that I think people, you know, that's a match people are really looking forward to, and rightfully so. In fact, you could call it the most anticipated match of January fourth. If you wanted to, what do you think, Jesse? Maybe be more anticipated if it was happening in New Japan because New Japan really need a half female wrestlers, you know. Yes, I know. <laughs> Can you believe we all fucking did that again? Like, what is wrong with everybody? It's because people. Are... <laughs> the dude. Okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna slam the guy from Fightful too much, but he legitimately his point was: well, no one reads our stardom reviews, so if they were in New Japan, people would read it. <laughs> okay. That was so his me... reasoning behind wanting the, the girls in New Japan. Yeah. That's not a good reason. No, not really. But let's not let's not do that again because that whole thing. I was saying the dude from Fight Boy. He fucking sucks. There you go. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's like that's a there's some cool stuff coming up, and then of course we'll see what you know in February we have the big. Sumo Hall shows. We still need to find out what's going to happen at this muscle show. Uh, I think we're getting some announcements about that on the on the on the what show? I'm sorry. On the show on the thirtieth. Okay, cool. We're That'd be awesome. So I guess after that, Taylor, do you have any thoughts on what's coming up? No, I'm looking forward to it. I was just thinking as you were talking through all of that that if I lived in Japan, I would probably go to that Tokyo Joshi show on the fourth. Yeah. Um, Despite half the card not being announced, serious. <laughs> yeah, because um, I think it would be. I think it's going to be a, a fun show, and I do think a lot of people are going to be talking about it, which should be a lot of fun at the beginning of the. You know, the beginning of the year is always fun because people have cleared. You know, kind of cleared the backlog. Yeah, because it's a I new do year. I think that show will be free as well. You have to sign up for an account on the DET site, a free account. Because they have changed it to where if you want to watch the lot the free live shows, you have to have at least a bronze level membership. But yeah. I do believe that show will be free to view live. It's and it'll, it'll be curious. it'll be noon, I believe, or eleven thirty a.m. or something. 
Japan time, so you can watch it pretty easily live. You know, it's before like that other show. Yes, it's before. Floor. It's before. If you are going to Japan, folks, which I know a lot of people are. Like, you don't have. To, you're not going to miss Wrestle Kingdom. It's uh, you know, they give you plenty of time. It's a it's a ten minute train ride from Corkin to the to- Oh wait, no, what am I talking about? Corkin. It's a one minute walk. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking from Corkin to Sumo Hall because I I did that once, but. No, from Corican to the Tokyo Dome, you leave the building, you look to your left, and there's the Tokyo Dome. So, yeah, it's not you're not gonna miss the show, everybody. But it is pretty cool that Tokyo Joshi Bro has like the official Wrestle Kingdom pregame spot, basically. So, you know, they do this every year now. It's pretty cool. Uh, all right, so that's a look at what's coming up. Now, I guess we can get into our award winners. So, Wrestler of the Year, first of all, this would be like. You know, your MVP, um, you know, not just best in ring, but like who, who you think was most important to DDT this year. I, to me, this is really easy because he almost saved the year for me. But Jesse, why don't you give your pick first? I'm going to go with Mao. Oh, okay. Wow. I thought he had a really standout year. Uh, he was in some pretty important matches. He became, I think in some ways, he kind of became their new starlet within the company. And out of what I have seen from the second Dio, I thought he was really good. He's improved dramatically in singles matches, which I think is also a really important thing. And in a year where a lot of people just kind of had mediocre years or didn't have good years or didn't quite stand out as much as they used to, I thought he managed to stand out. And I know a lot of people are excited to see him in New York. Mm. Uh... So I would go with Mao. That's my choice. Wow. Okay. I, I'm gonna. I thought you were gonna say Sasaki, and that's who I'm going with. But yeah, Mao. Mao would be up there too for me, I guess. But I. I just think Sasaki in the first half of the year, when I was not at all into all the Eerie Age stuff, I was at least into what he was doing, and you know, with all that, the Hiroshima feud, and you know, turning to Cat Soma and all that stuff, and, and then Big Love and all that, and then he wins King of DDT, and then he wins the title. I think I thought he was the MVP, but you know, Mao's a good pick too. What do you think, Taylor? Who do you have as your wrestler of the year? Um, I was also going to say Mal for pretty much the same reasons that Jesse did. I just think that he's become a very, even though he's not at the quote unquote top of the card, you know, fighting for the open, um, fighting for the title. Um, I think that that he's just become sort of uh jesse used the word starlet but i think he's become sort of a uh, i don't know even how to say this but he kind of embodies what ddt is for me in that he can go out obviously he's tag champions with bailey um and they can go out and have some incredible matches but he also has the ability as you saw at peter pan to have these very funny matches uh with takagi and other people so to me he's so versatile um in a way that often when i think of the best of ddt i think about their versatility in terms of you know they can put on very funny matches but then they can put on you know these great kind of um classic wrestling matches so to me he had a combination of great matches the fans were behind him and to me he embodies what ddt is about all right cool so most outstanding strictly in ring 
Um, my pick here is Endo. I just think when I was going through the year and just like thinking about who was consistently just everything, almost everything he was in, whether it was tag or singles, tournaments, and especially in the tournament, I thought he was awesome and like the most consistent performer in, in the second DO, by far the best in the second DO, I thought. And the first DO, he was very good as well. And then had a great King of DDT. Um, and then, you know, the tag title stuff with Paulie was great. The six-man title stuff he was in was great. I just think no matter what he did all year, he was awesome. So my most outstanding here would definitely be Endo. What do you think, Jesse? I think Endo as well, just because maybe if Koto Omeda had stayed healthy, yeah, I'd go with him because he had just like banger after banger. Even on like little house shows, he was having incredible matches, but then he got hurt again. And I think the same with Takashita. I think Takashita just missed a little too much time, especially yeah. when they had to relinquish the six-man belts. I would maybe have said Takashita if they had more matches and more title defenses. So I just think Indo is like a steady consistent to the company. You always know what he's going to do. It's always going to be pretty good. He's always going to, I don't know if he'll always be around. I mean, who knows in this crazy landscape we're going into next year. I mean, everybody throwing out these ridiculous rumors about everything. I mean, who knows? So, but as long as he's there, he's consistent in the company. And I just hope he finally wins the freaking main title eventually. Yeah. Sammy Callahan won it before him. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Well, I will say Takashita. Um, he did miss that time in the middle, but actually I put together, I was kind of consolidating uh, my list of, you know, my favorite matches a year before the show and, to me, looking up and down it, he is all over it. So to me, from a purely who had good matches and who had a high number of good matches, to me, it's Takashita. All right. Uh, best major show. I'm I'm on Peter Pan here. I, I, just that's my favorite show of the year in any company. So I have to pick it with DET, obviously. Um, although, you know, I, I love Judgment too. At the those a couple of those Corkins you mentioned at the end of the year are really good. Um, you know, they're just a lot of great shows. If you expand it to, um, I thought Bad Communication, the Gambari Corkin was awesome. I thought um the Tokyo Joshi Pro Corkins are almost all awesome. I mean, there are a lot of really good shows this year, even though, you know, as we said, some of the some of the DET Corrigans weren't that great. Uh Jesse, what do you think for best major show? So I'm going outside of DET itself. And I'm going to Tokyo Joshi. I don't know if you talked about this show, the Joshi episode, but my favorite show of the year was the Le- Yes Wonderland Cork and Hall show. Which yeah. one, which one, was that August? Mm-mm. It was in that May. was May. Oh, okay. In May. Yeah, we and talked a lot about the, the we talked a lot about the August show. Not the I don't think we talked as much about the May one. That had the Miyu Yamashita versus Rika Tatsumi title match, and before that match, Rika had gotten to the ring. She was like cutting off her hair. And everything, trying to show that she was really serious about it. That title match was incredible. I love that match. That's the show that had Jun Kasai against Hyper Masao. Yeah. That match was awesome. This had the Muscle Strikers against Miyo Bishikigun. That match was awesome. We had Maho and Soo Young teaming together. Like, just from top to bottom, this show was cool. You had Nadoka and her sister teaming together for the first time. Yeah. Oh, that show was yeah. great. So that that's my was- favorite show. That was awesome. That was an awesome show. Um, Taylor, what do you have here for best major show? So I'm going to say 
DDT special, the Corican show from the end of November. Uh, like I said, just a few minutes ago when we reviewed it, I just think the top half of the card was so strong and it was such a good um, variety of matches and so indicative of, you know, the style of DDT, you know, obviously that the title match, the main event was incredible, but you had, you know, the Takashita Ito, you had Jun Kasai and Mao, you had, you know, strong hearts disaster box. So I just think overall it was a really strong show. Um, so that would be my pick. So, um, you know, can mention the TDT also has a contender for best weekly TV show, which I don't think the two of you have voted in the Omakase Awards yet, right? I don't think neither one of you have. I no, have not. Okay, you're have to give me another DM. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, it's with neither one of my DDT guests actually voting. Maji Manji is still ahead right now for like it's winning the best weekly TV show category. You're gonna have uh, to vote for being the lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that the lead is not that big actually. It's got a three vote lead over fucking two hundred five live. So I definitely need the two of you to come through and help take it over the finish line here because I don't want that fucking fake-ass WWE show winning. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, whatever happens, happens. But, um, but yeah, don't forget to turn your ballots in. And it's not, doesn't, it goes if anyone else happens to hear this who has a ballot, because you only have two weeks left. It's not almost. the end of the year yet. How can I vote on a year if the year's still happening? People voted in, like, late October. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to tell you? Um, but yes, so DDT... Um, final category we'll cover is match of the year. So we did like, we decided to separate our lists. So we did like a top five comedy slash gimmick list and then a top five quote unquote regular matches list. So let's do the comedy gimmick one first. This is like our favorite, either like wacky matches or like hardcore matches or comedy matches. Um, so number five, I have Mao and Jinshiro Takagi here from Peter Pan. I, that was the Weapon Rumble. I just thought that match was hilarious and, you know, featured, like, Mao's cell phone number being used against him. And people started sending him line messages and shit. It was awesome. Uh, Jesse, what do you have for fifth on this comedy gimmick list? I have the Azusa, Saki-sama, and Yoshiko-sama versus Maki, Ito, Miyamashita, and Mizuki match. Yeah. Judgment. That was awesome, too. With Charlotte. Um, the I wish bear. I Charlotte the bear. I forgot to put that on my list. I should have put it on here. Uh, Taylor, what do you have fifth? So my fifth match is probably a match a lot of people haven't seen. It was from a small house show. Um, it was Mao and Nobuhiro Shimatani versus Harada and Takagi from a show called Ichi Fuji ni Takasan DDT, which was on which was on March fourth. Um, at the beginning of the year, I was watching everything that made tape in DDT, including these little tiny um, house shows that they run. And this was a match um, where they ended up, they were in some warehouse and they ended up inside on a truck and they were jumping off the truck and they were hitting each other with the plastic hammers. Um, so I thought it was a great match. I would say if you haven't seen it, go back and check it out. Um, there wasn't too much from those small little house shows that made the top uh, of my list, but this was one of them because I just thought it was a great match. Yeah, so that, I'm, I'm going to have to check that out because obviously I did not say it. Uh, number four, 
I produce show. Just a fucking amazing match all around. And uh, I mean, it's really made even better by Aja Kong, you know, constantly cutting to her on commentary and just her facial reactions to the complete like madness and comedy happening in the ring at her expense. It's really funny. And she comes in and kills everybody. So it's great. Uh, What do you have fourth place, Jesse? Technically not a comedy match, but I want Shinya Aoki versus Emmy Guevara. From the Dio tournament. <laughs> I guess that, that counts, I guess. He just like stalls forever, flips him off, and then gets tapped out. It was funny, so it should count. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> Taylor, what do you have fourth? My fourth is uh, Super Sasadango Machine versus Andreza Giant Panda uh, from Peter Pan. Uh, we talked about it on the show. Obviously, uh, a very funny match. Um, Andreza is um, very popular and very beloved for uh, it's easy to see why everywhere, but um, the voices of wrestling flagship podcast. Uh, my third place, Mao versus Shintiro Takagi again, this time the King of DDT first round, which I just thought that was just like the, that crazy brawl all over Shinjuku face. Just one of my favorite things of the year. Awesome fucking match. Uh, Jesse, what do you have third place? I'm going to Tokyo Joshi. Jin Kasai versus Hyper Masao. From yeah. my favorite show of the year, Yes Wonderland. Masao even had her own bike. She was going <laughs> down the stairs in the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. She was taking insane bumps. It was nuts. If you haven't seen that match, you have to see it. Hyper Masao is a hero to us all. Uh, what do you have third place, Taylor? Third, I have June Kasai versus Mao from DDT Special on November 25th. Uh, second, I have Takeda versus Higuchi versus Takashita versus Mao from Maji Maji number 10. Uh, just a you know, just an absolutely insane four-way match. I don't know. I think with a lot, we've said a lot about it already, but just a really, really crazy match. Jesse, what do you have second? The same as you. I have the mm-hmm. same match second. Yeah. Sami Kodaka, defender of idols. <laughs> It's still so great. Uh, Taylor, what's your second place match? My second is Mao versus Takagi from Peter Pan. Yeah, awesome match. And first place, I have Super Sasadango Machine versus Andreza Giant Panda from Peter Pan. Just one of my favorite things they did all year. They, they Cyber Agent actually spent the money to build a second Giant Panda just to, for this fucking stupid match, which is just God bless Cyber Agent and God bless DDT. What do you have in first place, Jesse? Match of the year, the panda match. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Seeing uh, people that don't really watch DDT tweet about that match live was so funny. Yeah, it's just incredible. Uh, Taylor, what do you have first? And I have the um, the four-way Higuchi, Takashita, Mao, and Takeda. Um, number one, which actually, um, if the lists were combined, would be my number one. Uh, DDT match of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah, it's a cool match. I mean, it's definitely a really cool match. All right. So, our top five regular matches of the year. Um, in fifth place, I have Shuji Ishikawa versus Mike Bailey from the DO. I just thought that was just a really awesome, like, big versus little match with, you know, Bailey busting out every single stop he could to try to beat Ishikawa. It's a really cool match. Jesse, what do you have fifth? 
I have the shooting doji versus Takeda Ueno in Ueno match from Judgment, uh, which I we might talked have about just, earlier. I might as well just say that's what I have fourth. So there you go. Taylor, what do you have fifth? I have the All Out versus Strong Hearts uh, match from uh, Manji Manji on September 25th. Uh, and I just gave my fourth place. So, Jesse, what do you have fourth? I have Ishikawa versus Sasaki from the first Dio tournament. Uh, what do you have fourth, Taylor? I have Takashita versus Ikamanjiro from the Dio Grand Prix on January 5th. Uh, yeah, that match was awesome. Um, third place, I have Tetsuya Endo versus Kazuki Hirata, the King of DET quarterfinals. Um, I, I already talked a lot about why I loved it earlier, but it was really awesome. Um, what do you have third place, Jesse? I have Sasaki and Ishikawa teaming against Takashida and Marafuji from the last Manji Manji special. I thought that match was really, really good. I thought the Takashida and Sasaki stuff was great. Didn't have that much Marafuji, so it didn't bother me too much. Uh, just a really good tag match. Maybe a preview of what we're going to see at the minute show. Yeah, maybe. Taylor, what do you have third? I have uh, Bailey versus Ishikawa from the Dio Grand Prix. Uh, and then let me see. What do I have? Second place, I have Sasaki versus Ishikawa from the first Dio. So like Jesse already mentioned, just an awesome match. And um, I just thought it was that was the only loss Ishikawa took in the entire Dio until the final. And just it just felt like such a great payoff if you're a big Damnation fan like I am. Uh, Jesse, what is your second place match? I have the Strong Hearts versus All Out Eight Man Tag, which was already yeah. talked about. Yeah, Taylor, your second place. My second was Takashita versus Ishikawa from uh, Judgment in March, which I thought was an excellent match. And my first place, I have Takashita versus Shima from Peter Pan. Um, this is on my overall match of the year list, so. You know, just a really, really awesome match. And I just thought Takashita's selling of his leg here in a year where a lot of people in a another Japanese wrestling company seemingly cannot remember how to sell the leg consistently during a match. Uh, Takashita really showed them how it was done here. And just even have that play right into the finish, I thought was amazing. You know, where the, the leg gives out the last second, and that's what lets Shima ultimately get the win. So I just love this match from start to finish. And I thought Takashita was so great, and Shima was a great, like, prick heel. I thought it really came together. I went four and three quarters on it. Jesse, what is your number one match? It actually happened in Basara, where we haven't talked about them at all, really. It happened last month. It's on YouTube, and it's the Fuminori Abe versus Ikuto Hidaka match from the junior tournament. Well, it's part of the junior tournament in Zero One, but it happened on a Basara show. That match is incredible. I love mm-hmm. that match so much. And uh, if you definitely. haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Uh, Hidaka is an ageless wonder. Abe is Abe. I mean, I think pretty much everyone knows him at this point. And it was just a really good sort of old-style junior match, which I don't think we see a lot of anymore. And, man, I just it's one of my favorite matches of the year. I can't really even rant about it enough. I have to check that out. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, they uploaded it for free on YouTube, one DT's YouTube. Okay, so everybody definitely check that out. Taylor, what did you think? Number one. 
My number one match was Takeda, Umeda, and Ueno versus Iwasaki, Mao, and Mike Bailey from DDT Music on April 15th. It was a six-man um, title match. It happened during that run when I thought there was a lot of um, great six-man title matches happening, and I loved that young, uh, kind of the young team of uh, Takeda, Umeda, and Ueno. Um I just thought it was a great match. Another show that um, I don't think was probably seen by a lot of people, but if you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend going back and checking it out. And another match for both Bailey, who I thought had a great year of improvement, and Mao, as I said already, a great year. Um, another great match for them. Both of you getting all hipster at your picks here. I like it. <laughs> um, all right, so those are our awards. So let's get into questions. Uh, at Jamie OD, of course, he runs the Dramatic DT blog. Big shout out to Jamie. He says, Did you lot hear about the Natsumi Maki story yet? Um, do, you, do you know this story yet, Jesse? The story about Maki jumping over from actress girls? Okay, I'm not a like, Joshi expert in the least. Okay. But, so this is going to be. A really bad story. But from what I saw on Twitter, the actress, actress, girls, beginning pro, uh, whatever, had a show yesterday, and the wrestler in question was pulled from the card, and so Hota had a match, and then she said, "Yeah, she's leaving for Tokyo Joshi, or something to that effect." Yeah. And we didn't give her permission, so like, fuck her. Basically. But but the weird thing is that she always said she was leaving at the end of this year. So, like, that was always the plan, apparently. So, like, why is she not allowed to leave for Tokyo Joshi specifically? Like, why is that? And Tokyo Joshi hasn't announced, like, pretty much anything for their January 4th card. However, there's a little kink in this. The Up Up Girls are having a show on the 31st, and they're getting new names, new ring gear, and new things. So I think that might have something to do with it more than they're just holding back the card to surprise people. Yeah. But if uh, if this wrestler in question, I can't even remember her name. I I don't really know anything about her really. Uh if she does show up, I'm not shocked. Uh there's always shenanigans going on between these Joshi promotions. Not that anyone would ever write about it. You no. Know? <laughs> Uh, Taylor, do you have anything to add to this? Do you know anything about it? No, because I kind of was the same way where I saw, I got most of the information kind of from scanning um, Twitter, um, like Jesse did. I mean, I know that sometimes um, these contract situations can be very strange um, in ways that I don't understand. I mean, I remember when this is a totally different scenario, but when Sari was going to, wanted to leave Seedling. Um, See, that's the other thing too. I don't think, I can't, I don't know her name. So I'm, I'm going to say, apology. I don't think the girl that's leaving to apparently go to Tokyo Joshi is the only wrestler that's leaving that company either. Like, right. They said other people are going to be leaving too. But I know sometimes people go, I want to leave. And the answer they receive is no. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's, especially going through, you know, the information I read is being posted in Japanese and then people are posting about it. So you're kind of 
hearing a game of telephone in a way. Yeah. Um, so who knows what's really, you know, what's really going on behind the scenes or who said what or who did what, you know. You uh, never really know. <laughs> so Andy at Trilly Robinson wants us to create a new dream faction. Uh, <laughs> a lot of pressure, Andy. Let's say, How about Sasaki, Higuchi, Umeda, Watase, and Mao? There's my dream faction. It's like half of the freaking roster. <laughs> five people. There's five people. Plenty of factions are five people. What are you talking about? Damnation's like seven people. <laughs> yeah. So that's not half of that. Uh, uh, I have to think about this. All right, Taylor, come on. Give me some. I'm names. just thinking about like, okay, let's put together. Um, um, oh, I just had it and then it went out of my brain. Okay. Um, Harada, uh, Aoki. Ueno, and oh, I can't think of a fourth person. Um, because I just have liked Harada being more serious, and I think putting him with two people who would be very serious, um, like Aoki creating some kind of shooter group out of a bunch of people who aren't actually shooters, <laughs> that would be funny. Would be how about Shimatani? <laughs> <laughs> shooter Shimatani. Um. Yeah, so I guess that would be the basis. I don't know if there would be a fourth person I could think of. Shimatani. Yeah. Jesse, who's your who's your group? So how many people do I have to have in this? Group? Uh, he did, he did not specify. I just did five. Taylor I'm gonna go with three. like three. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mao, uh, Okuda, and Higuchi. That's my three. Um, it would be a cool unit. They're all a little different. They all do different stuff. They can all dress up in suits like bodyguards or whatever. That actually... but they, Can they take them off during the match? Because it was really distracting. <laughs> they can take the tie off anyway, you know? Okay. Um, so, A-A-E-O. Talk about Ken Oka versus Manitou Kishiwada and why it was great. I don't think I saw this. <laughs> Sorry. I don't of us have seen I, no, wait, PDT did, I feel like I did see it and the fact of the matter is I I don't remember much about it yeah it was on Gambare You're My Sunshine on uh, March 11th so and I, I assume it, we've been called out it looks like it restarted uh, it was like 3 minutes and 17 minutes yeah sorry buddy I didn't see it I didn't... we've been exposed and we should just delete the whole podcast <laughs> we just recorded <laughs> I don't really see. I don't shy away. I'm gonna read a question, even if it's embarrassing. But no, I don't know the. I didn't see this Gambari show. I'm sorry. All I know is Kid Oka has like red trunks now. Yeah, he's, like lost some weight. He looks completely <laughs> different. He and a cowboy and a cowboy hat. Yeah. yeah. He was him. Him and I. Uh, I can tell you that him and I, uh, Minoru Fujita, in the fucking barbed wire death match that I saw today from the Corkin was fucking awesome. I heard uh, Oka bled like a fish. Man. He, he did. He bled really bad. Uh, at Aaron Puro, what is the best way to start watching DDT? Any recommended matches or shows? Is there a best month to subscribe to their service? Um, yeah, so I feel like this is a very difficult question to answer. Um, I get well, first of all, if the, you can, as we mentioned, Jesse mentioned this earlier, if you subscribe to the service, but don't you don't have to pay right away just to get the um the live shows free. So if you want to just try it out. You have to sign up for an account, but you can pick a bronze account, which is free. 
You don't and even have then, to pick it. It just like does oh, that for you. Okay. So just sign up for an account. You'll be on bronze until you pay for it. And once you have a free account, you can watch any of the shows as they air live. You just cannot watch them uh, on demand later. So the shows, a lot of the Corrigans are at noon in Japan time usually. So, you know, that's like 10 p.m. Eastern right now uh, during, are we in daylight savings or not in daylight, whatever, whichever it is. It's 10 p.m. right now Eastern time, you know, 7 p.m. Pacific time on a Friday or Saturday night. So it's very easy to do for most people. So check it out for free. That's a good way to start. Um, you know, any recommended matches or shows? I mean, start, you know, just jump in. I mean, there really isn't, you know, like a best month to subscribe. Just like jump right in, you know, see if it's for you. It's a very, you know, the, the, it's a promotion that has a lot of history to it, but it doesn't really like, I, it doesn't feel like Dragon Gate to me, where like if you just try to jump into Dragon Gate, you can feel like completely lost. And definitely pay attention to, like, the DDT English update feed. That will help you a lot if you're feeling lost during the show, since there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, like, dialogue and stuff. You know, he does these live translations throughout the show, and that will help you follow along a lot. But, yeah, I mean, just, you know, the best advice I can give you is just start, you know, start watching. Uh, you don't have to pay right away to sign up for DDT Universe. And, you know, watch some live shows and see if it's for you. It's a very unique brand of wrestling. So, you know, it's, it might not be for everybody. But, I don't know. Jesse, do you have anything to add? Uh, they've been uploading some matches on YouTube for free. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true, too. Go and so. check that out. If you are going to sign up, it's pretty much like any other promotion. Wait till the first of the month. Yeah. They charge on the first. Uh, I mean, if you're look, jump in on the January 3rd show. I think that's a pretty great way to start. It'll be yeah. a big show. You'll have yeah. a title match defense. It'll be little lead up to judgment. You'll get good stories and you'll kind of know what's going on before the first major show of 2019. Yeah. What do you think, Taylor? Um, I mean, my advice with anything, and this applies to more than just DDT, is you just have to s start watching. Um because at any point, no matter if there's a great starting point or, you know, if I say, oh, this is a perfect starting point, you're going to have to start and there's going to be a point where you're going to be like, what's going on? With any company, not just DDT, um, read Dramatic DDT is a huge thing because um, those updates are so great with telling you what's coming up, what's happening, why is this happening, um, and everything like this. But I mean, I'm a person who, you know, this is not DDT, but I got into New Japan starting with like a World Tag League <laughs> Night 7 show, which <laughs> is possibly the worst period of New Japan to start with. And, you know, you watch shows and you get familiar with people and then you see a great show and, you know, you figure it out. So I always say it's best just to jump in and start because the sooner you start, the sooner you'll figure out who everyone is or you'll figure out, Hey, this is, you know, not for me. Yeah. Good advice. Uh, at AWQ 1985 with the Oda award free show in July, should DT add a third or fourth big show to their calendar? Like octopus. I assume it means like Osaka octopus, which they haven't done in a while. I don't know. I, I kind of think, because of the Maji Manji like specials, like maybe they don't need another big show because there's already a cork in every month and now a Maji Manji special every month. 
So I don't know if it's necessary to do more than two big shows a year. What do you guys I think? Mean, if they're going to make that Oda Ward show a yearly thing, that's like the third big show of the year. Well, I thought that's replacing Peter Pan. No, they're doing Peter Pan too. Oh, okay. I could have sworn Takagi said he was. it, it might be Peter Pan. But I guess I they changed their mind. So. Well, okay. Uh, at PK... Oh, Tara, do you have any thoughts on this? I could be con- wrong, though. You could be right, and I could be wrong. But I, I thought... Think yeah, I thought... I Takagi- think it is. I thought I saw Takagi say it'll probably be Peter Pan or something, but maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? I mean, my opinion is either way, I don't think they need to add another show, whether it's two shows or whether this is a third show. I mean, I don't think they need to add another one. I don't think all. I don't think the end all be all for DDT is having more big shows. Um, I think they do exist better in the world of doing these, you know, doing Manji Manji, doing the Korakins, doing these kind of, um, kind of atypical things in terms of what we think of for regular companies or bigger companies. So I don't think they would need to add another show. Uh, at P-Cakes Midwest, will Endo ever get a KOD openweight title run? Who the yeah. hell knows, buddy? <laughs> as long as he stays, I think he will. But like you said, we never know. I mean, with the way if Takashita wins at Judgment, you would think that they're going to do Endo and Takashita for that free show at Oda Ward, wouldn't you? Yeah. If they're, as long as they're both there, right? I think so. I mean, what other match are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know, Taylor, what do you think? I mean, I think the just the principle I mean, if he's there, let's just pretend and say he's gonna be there for another ten years because we can't predict whether he leaves in two days or, you know, six months or whatever. But let's say he's there in ten years. I think Well, I don't think be... he's leaving in two days. He's on the thirtieth show. Well no, not two <laughs> days. You know <laughs> I'm being I'm being facetious, but you know, Let's just say he's there for 10 years. I think if I said he was there for 10, another 10 years and never won the title, I think you would probably say that's absurd. So I think logically he's going to sooner or later have a run with it. Yeah. Um, TJ, he says, when the Tokyo Dome show happens, who headlines and what kind of matchups would you want in general? What do you think, Jesse? That's really hard to answer because yeah. I think the logical person to have on the show might not be in DDT anymore. Depending on when this show is going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I think Harashima should at least be in the main event. Yeah. He's like the god tier of the company. So I think he should be in the main event. It's who's the other person? That's would you, the. Would you let Kota Ibushi come back for this? No. Okay. Maybe like in a, a lower card match, but not like for the main event. Yeah, I think DDT have crazily shown that they don't need Koto Ibushi. Yeah, I agree. I would want him on the card just to help draw, but I don't want him in the main event. And I could see them trying to do it, but I don't, I don't want him in there. Unless it's like Mao and Koto Ibushi, then yeah, yeah, I'm good with that because Mao is in a, some ways his sort of spiritual successor. Yeah. So it'd be like an official passing of the torch. Um, what do you think, Taylor? I mean, I don't know if there's a match 
a specific matchup where I could say, I want it to be person A versus person B. So in a way, I'm kind of cheating on this. I just think it would be need to be a match that that you've built up over a period of time. You know, if they announced, you know, on the 30th, they said, we're doing a Tokyo Dome show in December of 2019. I think you then have to spend the entire year building up whatever, you know, in whatever way you build things up, building up the match for the Tokyo Dome. Um, so I just think it has to, it can't just be a match where you're saying, here's a guy who's good and here's a guy who's good. Um, it can't be like what happened for Peter Pan this year. Right. Yeah. Um, Even so, that show did really well, but Tokyo Dome's a different scale. Right. Um, so I just think it has to be, I mean, it has to be a match that the people are going to want to see more than just, oh, these are two people we like, and it would be interesting to watch them wrestle. The more now I think of the ever since Jesse's had it, I think Mal versus Ibushi is like the perfect match, but um, because it's like the past versus the present of the same type of guy, it would feel like a really special match since Ibushi's never there now. Um, and hopefully Mal could go over. Yeah, I think I think that's what I would do. I think I would do Mal Ibushi, but. As long as it doesn't involve Kenny Omega in any way, I'll be happy. Uh, at Joel J. Abraham, likelihood of Takashita being poached by the Fed and how it would affect DDT going forward. Do you I mean, to... I kind of alluded to it when I said I don't know if the logical person to main event the Tokyo Dome would even be there. Yeah, I, I have a strong feeling that Takashita won't be in DDT in two years. He said won't or will? He won't be in DDT in okay. two years. Yeah. I, I just don't see it happening. He's still really young. I think if he's interested in going to WWE, now's the time. He's Weirdly enough, he's kind of done everything in DDT that you can do, in a way. Yeah. And so, and DDT wouldn't hold a grudge against him about going either. They would let him go and not have any problem with that. But I just think I just don't I I don't see him staying in DDT for his entire career. I just don't see it. And you know I'm not saying you know there's this reported big like oh like wait till January you're gonna see all these people sign with WWE. You know I don't know if he'll be in that list, but I definitely think he'll be on the list one day. Um. So, and what do you think? I mean, but I don't think, like, it wouldn't kill DUT or anything. I mean, no, they have so many guys. And... I mean, Takagi has already said it's always important that you shouldn't be so dependent on one guy in a company. That's something that he's a big stickler for when it comes to DDT. Yeah. And I, in a weird way, I think they share kind of prove that you don't need Takashi on the top of the card either. Not that it meant anything because he's probably going to win. The tournament, but I mean, it'd be very depressing from the standpoint of like, what the fuck is he gonna do over there? But you know, that's just when anybody signs there now, they don't, they just sign people to sign them, so you can't. They have a very different view of that company than we do, too. I think sometimes people forget that, or 
you know. Somebody somebody needs to send him the New York. Please do a full translation of the New York 64 and send it to <laughs> Translate the Observer form every week and send it to yeah. him. Um, but yeah, Taylor, what do you think about this question? Yeah, and I think sometimes even I forget that you go, oh, he's 23. So he could leave for seven years and come back and have just 30. turned 30 <laughs> and could have another 10 years in DDT. So, I mean, look, I, if he went, I would hate if he went. That would absolutely suck. But it isn't like someone who's 35 leaving where you go, oh, this is probably the end of this. Even if they come back, you know, they'll be 40. Yeah, Nakamura. It's not like Nakamura and Kinsa. Yeah, Nakamura. But obviously I don't want him to go. But, John, I think you were right that if he does go, I do think – I I think he would be missed, but not in a way that the company would – fall apart in any way i mean it's not going to be a black hole of oh well now we don't have anyone i mean they have so many people um you know already on the top of the card or coming moving up the card or with the chance to move up the card or the potential to move up the card i mean we're talking about um yoshimura getting the title shot on the third he's one of them you know umeda ueno uh, you know, all of these guys who could, you know, possibly take his place or some combination of guys who turn out to be great. So I think that they would miss him, but it wouldn't be the end of the world um, for the promotion. Yeah. I mean, the the thing like that really I just find incredible about anyone going to WWE now is that, like, I don't know, imagine telling somebody somebody like 15 years ago that WWE signing somebody means they're going to make TV much less, right? Wouldn't that be like, wouldn't that fucking blow people's mind? Like it used to be when WWE signed them, they're on, you know, they're okay. Well, now they're going to be on television all the time. And now it's like, well, WWE signed this person. So they went from, you know, being on our computer screens to like showing up on NXT, like once every six weeks or something. It's just really weird. But so yeah, Yeah, there's always the, there's always the scary potential with anyone nowadays that they sign that they you know they show up and then you never see them again <laughs> like sort of thing did, did, did that fucking uh what's the, the guy from the Dieter dude yeah like, Axel Dieter Jr. yeah <laughs> like a year and a half the 20, is, it the, is it 24 karat uh, 20 16 I'm <laughs> making them much more rich than they are <laughs> but like he just fucking vanished for like a year and a half but I know he's going back to work. That I saw it on Twitter. So. Yeah, it's like so fucking. Tuck, dumb she's now. gonna be the progress champion, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna sign there, and then he's gonna be fucking. He'll be working for like a tack pro. Or Maybe he can like actually translate this stuff properly for them. I hear <laughs> like they have some issues over there with some things. Uh, it's a weird time, I guess. Um, maybe maybe he'll be fucking head of NXT Japan. Who the fuck knows? You know, uh, oh, at, gosh. at Casual Lane is the all Aja Kong World Rumble the greatest thing to happen in the history of the universe. Yes, it was fucking awesome. I already raved about it and put it on my list, so I agree. It's awesome. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has thoughts on it, but it was pretty good. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that will do it. That's all the questions we got. 
Jesse, Taylor, thank you as always for coming on. You're both always awesome guests. Um, Jesse, plug plug your Twitter or something. I won't plug Twitter. I'm going <laughs> to plug a match that was announced while we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On January the 5th, it's for the KOD titles and the strongest K-Tag titles. It's Paul oh. and Mike Bailey versus Yo, I oh my god, I can't say anything right. <laughs> oh, it's the K, the, the strongest K Tag champs. Help me out, John. I'm who drowning. Are who are they? I don't even know. <laughs> You're asking me to tell you the strongest K Tag champions. I don't want. I hate to tell you, I don't watch Kai and Tai Dojo. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Who are the strongest K tag team champions? Quick, I'll uh, link you the, the tweet. Uh, oh. my, uh, you're talking about Shiori As- Asahi. There you go. And Makoto Oishi. Yeah, okay. So it's for taking... both tag titles. <laughs> It'll be on Universe. Yeah. Watch it. Even gonna... though I, I can't say anything. <laughs> it's going to be on Kaitai Dojo? No, it's going to be in DDT. Oh, uh, okay. On January It'll 5th. be on Universe on oh. January 5th. And it's okay. for both the tag belts. So there's Jesse's plug. Also, you can follow her on Twitter at Koji. So. If if you haven't blocked me yet. <laughs> if you haven't blocked her yet. Taylor, what do you want to plug? Um, so I'll, I will plug my Twitter. Um, it's uh, Tay Mambo, T-A-M-A-I-M-B-O. Um, you can always... Look for me on Voices of Wrestling. Also, keep your eyes peeled for the New Japan Year in Review ebook uh, coming out soon, which I contributed to. Hey, me um, too. That'll be on uh, Amazon and and PayHip, like it usually is. I think. I don't know. Maybe I just made that information up. <laughs> but, it'll be it'll be uh, out when it's out. Basically, there'll be the, the next like two weeks is going to be hilarious, like screaming about like how much Rich hates doing it is never going to do it again in the Slack. Scramble <laughs> to figure out how many matches Ultimo Guerrero wrestled in <laughs> New Japan in 2018. Yeah, it's a good time. But there you go, folks. So that is what's coming up. Uh, you can follow us uh, follow us on Twitter at WrestleOmakase. Wrestling does not fit. Uh, next week, probably not even a week from now, but we're going to have up the New Japan uh year interview podcast it's actually already recorded as i'm recording this so i can tell you it went great uh my guests were damon whose name i kept misspelling on twitter which i very much apologize for damon and joel from the super j cast uh evan deadly sins and uh august baker vow contributor all four of them are on despite that it was very orderly nobody screaming over each other it worked out great uh, so all four of them were on with me to do the New Japan Year interview. Um, I tried to bring the proper level of Omega negativity to balance out the Omega positivity. Although, you know, not that not that Evan really likes. It. I don't even know if Evan likes Kenny. I can't tell what Evan likes. He's a very like he likes hear, numbers. Huh? He likes numbers. He likes numbers. You'll you'll see on the podcast like he he keeps his cards to to his chest really well. So like you can you can kind of tell he likes Tanahashi and Okada, and then I don't and, and junior heavyweights. He loves his junior heavyweights, but yeah, he's a he's a cool one to to hear from because I think he just doesn't. He unlike the rest of us, he doesn't give his opinions on 
Twitter really ever. So you'll get to hear some of his more some of his opinionated takes. He still kept them a little close to his chest. But yeah, Joel and Damon were great. August is great. It's a good time. So that's the New Japan Year Interview episode. The final Year Interview episode. That'll be the next episode all of you hear. Uh, thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Jesse. I'm sure we'll see you both in 2019. Unless you've decided to retire and haven't told me yet. But either way, um, I guess that's it then. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you next time. <laughs>